Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip-hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all a brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead. And welcome to episode 159 of Beer Now This is the podcast this evening. We are in glorious Montreal, Quebec. Doing a home episode. Love these ones. You might recognize this sexual man to my right if you're watching if you're listening you won't have a clue this is nathan from nathan does beer and beer was podcast that's right good to doing? see you man likewise thanks for hanging out hey it's uh, good to be here always really isn't it yeah it's glorious absolutely it's so they came down from ottawa today we did a um uh what do you call it a craft beer brewery crawl where to drink in montreal um we were ambitious to start yeah we did not achieve our goal but it's okay. Yeah, we, I, I mean, maybe the goal. I don't, is, I don't even know if I would say we did. We didn't achieve our goal. Like, like our like our initial plan was lofty, but we, uh, but we like we hit the ones that we definitely wanted to hit, and uh, like and we knew it was possible that the rest might have to get covered in uh, like in a maybe a, a follow up to it, but. It was just one of those things of we were having so much fun that like we like you know wound up taking more time at e- like in each spot than we initially planned, but that wound up being okay. And like the reason is is that like these spots are really good places to be in Montreal. So and that's kind of what it was about, right? Right. That's true. That's true. We wanted to get to six or seven. We got to four, uh, mostly because like I said, we ended up having a good time. We saw people we knew, whether it was like owners, employees, or just other people in the beer scene, and just yep. ended up kicking it. So we'll get into that in a bit more detail. So we're going to start. We've got a bunch of really, really good beers tonight. Um, we're going to start with this bad boy. This is the Pathway Pilsner from Triple Crossing in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this because yeah, because you, you so guys fire. were uh, you guys were going on about how good uh, Triple Crossing is, and I know um, Eric from uh, Uncap Everything is yes. a, like is a big fan because I've seen him talk about that on Instagram before as well. We were just taking a look, and Eric just said he uh, works there now. Oh, does he? Yes, that's what he's saying. He oh, good for him. And behind the bar. Do you guys want me to pour it, or do we just pass it over? Just pass it over. There we go. So this is a five percent pilsner. Um, this one we had it with Scott at the brewery. Super good. I was super impressed. I was very happy that they happened. They only had two beers in cans that day, so this was one of them. Nice and crisp and clean. Yep. Nice little multi nose. Mate. Get yeah, in yeah. here. Oh, it's glorious. I love it. In case he's here in the background, we have Tiff and we have Richard in the building tonight hey, as well, drinking with us. Yeah. King Richard. People, it's basically it's a motherfucking squad out here. So um, we had a we had a great day. It's good. You like this, right? Yeah, it's very good. I like cool, it. Right? One. Exceptional. Really? That's a like that's a very clean pills. Yeah, real clean. There's something about this I just love. They had two different ones. They had a um, uh, this was a five percent. They had a I think it was like a like a like a lighter version of it, which I noticed a lot of breweries like maybe three, five, or four. Um, but this that full flavored that real biscuity. Yeah, a little bit sweet, like. It's fucking great. I love this beer. So this is the, like the sweet is just a tiny bit in the background, and then it's got 
like it's got a bit of complimentary bitterness as well. Like it's, it, this is an all around excellent pills. Yeah, right. Grassy, mm -hmm. just nice. Um, so yeah, so today we thought like, if you guys follow us, you probably would have seen that we do a lot of the where to drink in wherever kind of vlogs, generally when we're traveling. And Tiff has always wanted to do one in Montreal, like being this where we're based, uh, and Toronto actually as well. But we live in Montreal, we've been trying to do, not trying to do one here, it's been on the menu, but it's kind of like, I was saying to you earlier, like it's hard for us to want to go and do it when we have an overflow of beers here that we have sort of to do content for or whatever. So it kind of always feels like I'm neglecting something at home or whatever to do it. So you coming down was a really good excuse to do it today. Um, so we hit four breweries. Um, essentially, it was kind of like Southeast breweries. Yep. So we did Masorum, mm -hmm. the first time there. We did um, four, uh, Origins. four Origins. We did Avant-Garde. And we ended up at Les Pass. Yep. Um, how do you feel about... Um, so that was the, sort of the big one that you were keen to check yeah. out because of the hype. Yeah. So yeah. So Masorum, of course, being like uh, being like the big new player um, in the Montreal scene with uh, um, like with how little of what the, like of what they're doing there is in like in Montreal and, yeah. in, and in Quebec overall. So yeah, I was really really keen to try that out because as you're saying, lots and lots of hype from the get go with them. More than anything I've ever seen here, yeah. at least in Montreal. Yeah, um, did it live up to it? So, like, uh, <clears throat> uh, like we've been ta uh, been talking about, and uh, like what uh, like what's been talked about a little bit, kind of like is kind of what uh, where my expectations uh, um, were kind of met um, was that like like there it's unquestionably great beer, and it kind of like it tastes like it's heading so like somewhere really really great. Yeah, it's not like I don't think it's quite at the level of the hype just yet, but. It's clearly on the right track. Yeah. They are clearly making something that the people are wanting, um, and uh, like I, I really enjoyed what I tasted, and uh, I think it's only going to get better. Hell yeah! You had the West Coast, I think. I did. It was a really like yeah. They, they, that's the interesting thing because like, it's basically a haze hype brewery. I wound up going for the like for the clear West Coast first. It was right. really really good. It was solid. Though, it right? was very yeah. good. <laughs> and I think they, I, I think I actually liked that. Um, more than a couple, like than a couple of the haze ones that I, like that I sipped on yeah. as well. The I had the I forgot what it was called, Paquet do dose or some shit. Um, like a kind of that yeasty hot burn, like a pale ale yeah. or session IPA. Um, I quite liked it because I kind of expected it, and now, but I see what you're saying. And comparing it to everything, it was really overwhelming. But interestingly, today they dropped the lactose beer. Of course, of course they did. when Team Lactose comes through, they got to drop that shit. They know what it is. Yeah, it was uh, pretty solid. Yeah, but it, it was like hard to because I drank the other one first, and then you would have had the the West Coast one first. By the time we get to the lactose, it was definitely a softer flavor. So you got yeah. some cans. So you yeah, I do have some to, cans. So I'm gonna be able. To, so I'm gonna be able to try that on its own <clears> and like a full uh, like a full taste of it. So I'll give that give that another try and see what I think. Yeah, I think that'd be the way to do it. I kind of enjoyed them more. I tend to enjoy it more. Like we had a couple with Matt uh, on the podcast, Matt McGacky from Cryptopsy and Vox and uh, Hops. He brought two different ones, I think, and I enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. In that sort of um, environment, like we're doing right now, mm -hmm. just so we can soak it up and really kind of talk about when you're at the brew pub and we're like writing reviews and like filming and like pe talking to people. It's you're a bit distracted. Yeah. Uh, second place for Origins. I mean, we've done the podcast with them. You, you and I have been there before. You've yep. probably been there a few times. All up. Um, we both had the, what's it called? Impasse. Impasse, yeah. The can, they call it a candy IPA. Yeah. It was a, kind of like a West Coast IPA with 
fuzzy we're, peaches. We're, we're, we're fuzzy peaches and peach tea. Peach, peach tea. Yes. Ah, the apple peach juice. My bad. Um, it was chill. It wasn't totally for me because just the West Coast style, not really my thing. Um, you know, sweet and also sort of bitter and piney. Yeah. Um, it did kind of well though. Like it, it was fine. It was just not something that I would sort of love. But it um, was an, it, it was an interesting twist. Yeah. Yeah. And Tiff had the botanic, the gin botanical yes. wits. Wits. Wheat. I think so. One of the two. Uh, which is pretty chill. And and one thing I know, like I know about them, we know, like we know for sure that they're Team Pumpkin because they're yes, because I, I know they're bringing back uh, Nightmare again. Yes, um, and another which is their porter. That's right. That's the pumpkin porter, and they're also like, and they're also bringing. Uh, like, they've got another Jack pumpkin ale that's uh, that, that's coming out. I'm I saw the name today, like but later. I can't remember. Yeah, I was looking. It's yeah. like the end towards the end of the month. Yeah, which is cool. Right in time for Halloween, so they're two pumpkin beers. So that's actually really cool. That I'm is. quite curious about those. Yep. Uh, then we went off to Avant-Garde, um, place is still glorious. Um, we bumped into, did we, oh no, I saw a friend at, um, at Four Origins and then we went to, when we got to Avant-Garde, we saw Bruno who works behind the bar there. He's a great dude, shouts to you, man. Um, the other bartender, I forgot his name, but we have met him before. So we only ordered a couple of tasters. So the whole point is like, you know, just have the small things. But then Mans were bringing over the uh, a couple other extra ones, and then Bruno bust out the new one they're dropping next week, yeah, uh, which is called Black Metal. Black Metal, yeah, like a, for the a jukebox's seventh anniversary. This crazy intense ten percent imperial stout. When we're trying to like pace ourselves, and that it was glorious, we were like, oh fuck, we got a bit worried. Yeah, uh, I quite enjoyed that actually. Yeah, I did too. Had that kind of licoricey, bittery kind of vibe. And and like you was saying, and I, and like I definitely picked up on it after he said it was like. Kind of a slight tint like of the black, that, like of the black olive thing. Yeah, yeah. Weird thing to want to look for in a um, style, I guess. Yeah, it's not something that you would ever really put like put your finger on, and it sounds odd to say, <laughs> but it's one of those things of when you like when you taste it, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's what like that's what that is. But mm. it, like it doesn't it doesn't really taste out of place when you like when you when, when you have it. Though, I, I, like yeah. I find it sounds weird to say though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like just a black olives. It just sounds disgusting. I too hate olives as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for you, would be like, ah, oh, fuck. Um, the interesting one though was the, uh, was the Graviolala Lolo, uh, collab with Overhop that yeah. smelt like socks, but tasted glorious. <laughs> um, did you hear about that one? No. Yeah, it was like a Brazilian fruit called a Graviola or something. Um, and it, like even the, the server of the dude was like, hey, cause that doesn't smell so good, but it tastes great. <laughs> so it's kind of like durian or something, but I think it was like this sort of, uh, like a Brazilian fruit or at least some sort of South American fruit. Um, that it kind of, yeah, it did kind of basically smell like funky gym socks type what of thing. What's it called? Graviola. The fruit is called a gra- G-R-A-V-I-O-L-A. Okay. Um, so I really enjoyed that. That was like a surprising, like, it was just fun because like, we joked with them, uh, with the guys from um, Avant-Garde uh, about doing a durian, a glitter durian beer. Maybe lactose beer too, uh, which because they're just stinky ass fruit. But then, as you mentioned during the thing, Shacklands did one like the yeah, week, yeah, week later or something. Yeah, like. Well, yeah, they, I think that, that that was a few months ago. They did. Uh, a, I think it was a durian milkshake IPA. Yeah, which is the weirdest thing in the world. That yeah. would even work. Was it look like Rich? Sounds whack. Oh, sorry. Rich is like our Jamie, like our uh, and Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah. He just pulls up the shit. Rich is doing it. Rich is pulling it up. Pull it up. Pull it up, Rich. Pull, Pull up on the screen, Rich. Come on. While he's looking uh, Oh, here we go. Oh, okay, let's do the sour stuff. Is it a sour stuff? Sour stuff doesn't smell, does it? No. Sour stuff doesn't stink like this, but I think it looks something like that. Okay. You get like capsules and shit? 
Okay. It's like a basically for those, I guess, really looking at a phone, like even for the video. But it's okay, basically here, here. a spiky Grab green. Grab a little soursop fruit. So it's a soursop. But the soursop doesn't stink. Oh, shit. Is my understanding. Because I've had... You know, have you they had, had said soap? they thought that with the... Oh, my gosh. It is, it is soursop. soursop. Oh, they're they just like... said... Um, that's so funny. So that's the Jamaican fruit. Yeah, the Jamaican stuff. And they make Jamaican, like a drink from it. Everyone has different Wicked. names. That's why. And didn't the brewery make a soursop beer? Man, I've had many. Yeah, I couldn't okay. even think of one. Yeah, there's been a few. So my mom like will make soursop. And yeah, it's so like just it, it looks like milk. Yeah, like when you make it, like you because the, the the flesh like this green spiky fruit with these little big black seeds, and the flesh is all white on the inside. Mm-hmm. So from what I understand, like you can eat it, but it's got all these like spiky things in it. It's sort of difficult to eat. So if you press it, my understanding is it bring, brings out the juice. And you do this stuff. I'm not sure if you boil it up or you do something with it. And you add all these like spices. It's mm. kind of like the like cinnamon and nutmeg type stuff. Okay. And it becomes this kind of really refreshing, sort of somewhat of a milky texture drink. And I, I guess it's a Jamaican thing. Um, it's fantastic. I couldn't believe how good it is. And it's kind of like it's not, uh, what's what it reminds me of like um, probiotic yogurt. You know how it's like tart yogurt. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, like drinking yogurt. Right. That's kind of what it reminded me of a little bit. Mm. So I like, I don't know. And I remember that. I think that made me want to go on prior the probiotic drinks because they're like, I started enjoying the flavor. Like, yeah. So, so that was a good one. Um, that was a good side note. And then we went to Les Bas Public, both yes, of those in Yeah. Uh, today was the Blood Brothers Tap Takeover. So the fellas from Blood Brothers were there and we hadn't seen them for a bit. Uh, we never got to actually hang out with them. So it was actually kind of cool tonight. Um, we got to try their collab called Bier de Cité. Yep. The Sour Rice Saison. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think what it was. And that was really good. And it they had a really bunch good. of um, Blood Brothers on the, like for the tap takeover, which was yep. super sick. And they did it legally, they said. I didn't know. They did the full thing because I thought they just drove some like illegal shit going on, but they said it was full through the, um, the SAQ system, which is three weeks, they said, not 12. Hmm. But it's kept in a warm warehouse. So you've got, they had a 9% double IPA that you drank, Tiff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in the kegs on a warm warehouse shelf. Oh, for so weeks. they did that for everyone. Yeah, they were pretty vexed about it. Wow. Um, but that was the only way to do it legitimately. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I thought, I was like, oh, I didn't know, I just didn't know there was a way to even do it. I thought they were, until he said it was flying over, I thought he, they just drove over it and mm-hmm. with their stuff. I expect it too, because they're going to do that. Um, they're going to go to Vermont and probably pick up a bunch of beers and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're going to be paying that overage. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was really cool it was I enjoyed that and it was nice to hang with uh, everyone we sort of hung there longer than we anticipated we wanted to get to Ildegard and Reservoir yeah um, but basically I think it's almost like we separated it into like a south like I said south and east vlog um, and then we'll just make it a part one we'll do part two part three and we'll just keep this is so many and yeah. since we're here it'll just be like some fun stuff to, it's a good problem to have yeah it's a great problem so if you come back or if Ritz decides to hang out with us next time shit uh, we can do it. Man, yo, man, <laughs> just hanging out. And... Wow, wow, man, we come for the late night one. Wow, late night right? <laughs> so that was that today. So that's pretty good. So, like for you guys who don't know, so Nate, primarily, I guess we met because you're on Instagram. Yep, uh, you're you're on the you're going hard on there. Take some fire photos, drinking some fire beer, and. Um, Essentially, I don't know if we ever really told the story because when we did everything, it was me, you, and Chris. You guys might remember. I think it was episode, if I'm not mistaken, 135. We were in Ottawa in April. 135? Might be wrong. But with Chris from Hops and Bros and yourself, and we were kind of just explaining because 
the three of us along with Noah from Beerism and have yep. like a group chat and Max as well from Hobson Bros and we talk shit every day um, and we were all encouraging you because we all have our beer media stuff and you had the Instagram going but we wanted you to get into like blogging or like what did you want to do did you want a podcast or do YouTube what did you want to do and you sort of showed some interest in the writing because you do kind of lengthy well written reviews and um, we're encouraging you to do that and basically I thought because you didn't go and do it I was like no I, I like I was really hesitant why were you hesitant to get started with it I'm not sure I, I'm, I'm not sure why it's I think it was I, I think I was worried like? I, I think I was worried about turning the beer enthusiasm into a chore fair I was like, like, like I was thinking about like Ugh, like, like, do I want to? Like, do I want to? Um, like, like, you know, figure figure out starting, like, starting up my own site and uh, like, and, and managing oh, that right, right. and uh, um, uh, like, and whatnot. And committing it was, to content regularly. Yeah, yeah, like, like uh, committing to content <clears throat> regularly and uh, like and that whole thing. And I, I was, I wanted to do it, but I was just dragging my feet with it. And then um, it was kind of through our conversations that it kind of like that it kind of. Kept it in the back of my head. Like it kept wheels turning. Right. So we and, all brought it up, and you, it was probably maybe two times, three times as a group we brought it up. Yeah. But so that kind of and the reason I want to talk about this more just for putting context for people. If anyone out there is is considering doing something like this, whether it's for beer or something else, probably beer. Since you're listening to this podcast, I kind of want to just talk through your journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of interesting to see how someone goes from you know casually posting on Instagram to getting involved in the community to going to events to starting to know the brewery owners and brewers and people in the scene and the other beer media people and then now you're a part of yeah you know BOS and stuff so like so that stayed in the back of your head yep and then um like and then where, where it continued from there was when um I think it might have been in like uh, December of, uh, of last year when you uh, texted me and said, uh, like, you know, and said that you and Tiff had been, uh, like had been thinking over and that, like you said, what would you think about blogging for, B for BAOS? Um, and I was like, okay, interesting. Did, did that come out of left field? A little bit. Yeah. I never like, yeah. Like, 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 like that was a case okay, because I think at that point I had kind of like, no, you know what? I, like, I don't think I'm going to like, I don't think I'm going to go ahead and do this on my own. Like it doesn't like, it doesn't seem like, I know I keep thinking about it, but it doesn't really seem like it's go, like, like, like I'm going to go ahead and do it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, but then when you said, when you said that, I'm like, huh? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then immediate thought was like, my immediate thought was <clears> that like, it was a case of that is kind of all of the benefits of what I wanted, like I wanted, what I wanted to start doing, and basically none of the drawbacks. <laughs> so it was, I love that honesty. No, I'm no, I'm serious. Yeah. Uh, like because it was a case of like okay, like this is like this basically put, like puts very little pressure on like on content because. The blog is kind of like is kind of secondary to the like you know to your uh, to your platform, mm -hmm. um, but it's something that you guys were like you said you were looking to build up a bit more in, strong, like in, yes. in terms of in terms of that content. Um, so it was very mutually beneficial on that front because you like you guys could get some more content. I could um, have an I could have another platform to write long form, which uh, as you said I had expressed some interest in. Um, so it was a case of like we said like okay well like we'll try it out and we had an understanding of 
you know, it's not going to be a regular thing. Like it's not like it's what I, what I mean by that. Yeah. Like it's not going to be like, okay, we're not, we're going to post every second Wednesday. Uh, like it wasn't going to be that kind of thing. It was, you know, well, uh, like, you know, we'll figure out like what topics feel like feel good to write about. Um, like feel like they're meaningful, um, feel like set like, like something, that I like that I want to be writing about. We're not going to force anything. No. Um, just kind of <clears throat> like just kind of roll with it. Go with what feels good, and it'll kind of see like see how it works out on both sides. Right. And I feel like it's gone pretty well so far. I felt I, like I felt great about how it's going so far. Yeah, likewise. Like we were talking about earlier today. I think it's, it's a perfect fit. Yeah. Because it's good, like you said. It's, it's definitely. I guess because you didn't have to sort of build up a platform where we've already got the platform. Um, and the website Tiff built it last year and we were really focusing on the blog. So like I even went back and p- backdated all the blog posts for each podcast. So that if you go to the, if you search for it and you go to the blog post, you see the video, the write up, and you can listen to the audio. You see the pit all in one snapshot and like in one simple place. A lot of people do that. Excuse me. So we were trying to sort of build that up. We, Tiff and I will, will come up with ideas. I would maybe flesh out some of the vlog to write a bit more about it, but there's something missing from the site, which is the long form things. And I believe I'm capable of doing it because I've been a writer forever, but I just, I don't really have the interest in all the time um, right now because we're working on so many things. And since you were doing it, I was like, okay, well, you and I in that, particularly in the group chat with the, with Noah and Chris specifically, because Max was only recently sort of started to participate a bit more. Like it was like us versus them in the joking way with the team lactose, team no lactose. Yeah. You and I like the same stuff on, we align on pretty much everything. So I was like, okay, when, Nate already, not that it matters completely, but I think it kind of helps. It's almost like, would you get a Democrat writing for Breitbart? Like, it's not going to work. So it would have to be, fall asleep, babe. <laughs> you like, oh, yeah, you okay? Oh, kind of <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. Are you, you okay? Just no, I'm sorry. I'm not judging. About, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying. You fuck up my editing when you go off or something. You know? I apologize. So just... Pay attention to what you're doing. I'm paying attention. Thank I just looked at you. It just made me laugh. Thank you. Um, you were like, you know, you've had, you, we share the same like interests. We share the same sort of thoughts and the way we approach stuff. So I was like, okay, if anything is going to come out on BOS, at the end of the day, I guess it still would have to uh, not toe align as much, but sort of like, you know, align with the general f- vibe of how we feel like be for diversity and like, you know, simple stuff like that. Nothing crazy. It's beer. It's nothing yeah. political. And even if you hated lactose, well, that's okay because you'd be the guy who hates lactose writer for it. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's not that serious. So the, it helped anyway to make, I thought it made it a little easier that you were able to, um, that we felt the same. And then it just kind of like smoothed it out. And it gave us this extra avenue now. So it's like, we're right now we're, just, I, we're trying to work. I'd like to get you on the similar PR list that we're on so that if we get it, I'll do a video um, and photos and stuff, and then you do a write up, and then we just do the deeper write up rather than like I could share it on the on the blog or something. But it's not the same because I'm not going to yeah. write write, write review write a review on top of all the other stuff. It's too much. And we've already done that a little bit with um, uh, like with a couple of uh, the reviews, uh, like with yeah, the, bicycle the, one, the, the with, one with bicycle and Echo. with like and with the two from Echo. Yeah, um, and it looks like we'll have some others. We've got a couple others coming up. Uh, yep. that we'll probably Yeah, have, there's stuff in the pipeline. Which is cool. So yeah. it's, a, it's a nice little um, thing. So just while we're in the middle of talking about that, next beer. This one is something you haven't had much of before. No, that's right. Oh my God, I can smell that already. Right? Yep. This is uh, Other Half's Dollar and a Dream. Uh, picked this up 
Late August, I believe. Holy cow. Right? It's pretty sick. Give you a little, little dash. Um, so this one is oak a 7.5% oat cream, which means... Yeah, it does. Wow, so it smells good. It's about a month old. Probably five weeks. Well, since I bought it, I don't know how old it was before then. Um, it smells like... Sweet tropical goodness. Yes, it does. Like that, and that is some clean haze there. Right? Put it in ya. Oh wow, that held up so well. I swear I had one like a week or two ago, and I was like, ah oh, man, it's dying, but this is great. So I completely was tripping out. No, this is good. Yeah, right. This is really nice. Yeah. Just so well done. What do you reckon, Rich? Oh yeah, top drawer. Top drawer. Yeah. yeah, this is this is really like, super fruity. The sweetness is isn't overwhelming. It's no, it's not. It, no, it's not at all. It, it, it's this is more um, like it's more contributing just to the mouthfeel. I think totally. than, like, like than than contributing a lot of sweetness or chalkiness or anything yep. like that. Super nice, eh? And uh, like it's, <clears throat> it can never go wrong. Yeah. to be honest. Yeah, like at all. Very, like very hop forward. Um, you know, and that like and that aroma alone is insane, right? Yeah. I was a little uh, just hesitant of uh, like I had a bunch of um, hazy IPAs that kind of died off on me recently, mm -hmm. which we were talking about tonight. As far as like with uh, the dudes from Blood Brothers about how to treat them. Interesting fact he told me was that he found in their sort of non-scientific lab test they have a thing that essentially you can exacerbate is that the word the 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 speed of the aging process of a beer by heat. Yeah. So you can put them in like a, I forgot what he called it, like a box, yeah, an incubator. incubator. And like, say if you put, I think it times it by seven. So for every day kept out in anything over, was it 15 degrees or something like that? It essentially ages it by another seven days. Yeah. And we had a bunch of the Virginia stuff that we had, um, unfortunately, in a goddamn hot ass car that we just, or sitting on the floor of a hotel room because there was enough room in the fridge as it got on and we got too much stuff. And it was kind of worrying me, and those ones seem to have maybe died off a little earlier than uh, yeah. I would have hoped, unfortunately. So you had them in there for a couple of days. That's probably adding not a just good, sitting, like, but like, yeah, like, like, a good like three adding, weeks. adding a good like two three weeks to to the age of it. it does this um this doesn't say what hops are in there, does it? Let's check on tapped. I want to say like I'm What's your guess? I'm guess? I'm guessing mosaic. And the, okay. like, and the reason I say that is that there's been a few, like one of the things that I've noticed with a few mosaic. Um, strong or solo um beers that i uh, that i've had recently is that it's got kind of, it's got kind of like a like like a like a fuzzy tropical feeling to it oh mosaic citra idaho ha, seven mosaic, mosaic cryo on top of that yeah wow. so what what's the mosaic giveaway it's kind of it, like it's kind of like a fuzziness like, like almost like a peach fuzz kind of thing Hmm. I noticed that with uh, like with bicycles luminescence with that like with that one being done with mosaic lupulin powder, mm. and I've tasted that mosaic, in a couple oh yeah, of other so mosaic beers right. as well. Do you think it's the cryo that really makes this happen? Could be, could be. Could be. Really like that's a, that, that's, it tastes kind of similar. I feel like yeah, and this was the good thing about. The, by the way, these weren't the beer. This wasn't the beer that was kept. This is from New York, so this right. was kept in the hotel uh, fridge. And then just chucked in my bag and then shipped back here within a day. And it was in late August. So it was still pretty hot, but it didn't get affected by heat. Um, yeah. I carried it around all day. 
So technically, it could have, but it was just like one day. And yeah, everything. and it's still pretty good. So, so I saw Idaho. I, I saw Idaho Seven was on yeah. was on that list. As that was well. my thought. The last away. time we, um, uh, the, like the last podcast that we did when we did the um, like, like the Ottawa. Uh, the, the Ottawa one when we were t- like we mentioned like, like how we said before that Idaho Seven is a criminally underrated hop. Underrated, a bit like, like it's been popping up more. I've been seeing it in more like in more beers recently. Yeah, I wonder why. I wonder if it was like because we're paying attention. Maybe we really like it. Maybe or because it's just maybe having a resurgence. I feel like it was popular like two years ago. Was no, it popular though? I, popular like in the, the last, like in the last couple of years, I, like I can only like I could count on one hand the number of beers that I remember seeing it in. Hmm. It's either that depends if they advertise. It's also it yeah yeah. These guys don't advertise. It's also we have to go possible. It, yeah, like it's also possible that I think advertising the hops in certain beers has become has started to get more prominent. Right. So if it doesn't say, you even don't even look. Yeah. And now we're like. Looking at it's, like so untapped, it's, oh, like a melange of hops. Yeah, it, like it's possible that it's been used in combination more than we realize. I guess. Yeah, more, exactly, and maybe it's popping up more. Maybe there's they had bigger crops. Maybe the 2018 crop was larger, so there's yeah. more beers popping up this year. Maybe it's more affordable. Maybe they um, there was more of it, so there was more to go around that exceeded the contracts yep. that any of the hop growers had to do. There's probably a bunch of reasons. might even be a young hop too. Like it, like it might not even be one that's uh, that, that's that old. I don't know. Like, no. like, I, don't, I don't know how long. Did they change the name? Like I heard because Idaho that's Seven, I think was like their sure. um, fuck. What's it called? The you know HBC five nine two hop yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Like I think it was that those it was it was that was like a temporary name of some sort. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think, but either way, I agree with it. Super fire. Yep. Um, what were we saying before this? I can't even remember. We I think we were just saying why. Why? Yeah. Okay, so the type of stuff you're working on now. So you you're really doing like the longer form think pieces. I mean, we're about to drop one. We can say the one about balance, which is kind of like a sort of a companion. Yep. A bit more thought out to my podcast, my solo one, which is 152, I believe. Yeah. It, yeah. So it's it's something that uh, that that you know you've talked about on the podcast before, and you know just something that I've got like that I had some additional thoughts that I. That uh, like you know that I was itching to write out, so. which is key. Yeah. It's a really important subject. It's yeah, I, I, people I, really I, responded well to that. So I think it'd be really they're going to respond really well to this. Yeah, I, I, like I think it's important, and I think it's something that is too often overlooked. Yeah, in the industry, and because it doesn't uh, like and it, and is some sometimes kind of <clears throat> approached with like a, a little bit too much tongue in cheek sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh, it's. I felt like the response, typically speaking, I agree. I felt like the response to the podcast that I did was much, was overwhelming in the sense of I had way more people than I thought comment. Yeah. Like heartfelt things like, yeah, I've been really trying. It's really nice to hear this. I'm not the only one. I've been doing this exercise routine. I changed my diet. I'm only drinking this many times a week now. Like really good to hear someone else was doing it. Cause I maybe, cause it's so not talked about. I think yeah. that people felt alone yeah. to the point where they had, when they saw someone talk about it publicly like that. I mean, this is only balance. It's not that I said anything serious. Like, hey, guys, I'm trying not to drink that fucking much. It's really not that serious. But no one is talking about it to the point of, like, the response. Now. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, this is something that... Well, it's, that's the thing. Like, it sounds really simple. But, that, like, like when, you, when you put it in the full context of, you know... Wanting to get, like, like, wanting to get the latest hype. Like, like, and, like and beer FOMO is a big thing. Like, like you know, like, like like you always want to feel like you're not missing out on the like on the latest release, and like very often it's uh, you know when things up like get it before it's gone, kind of thing. Hundred percent. 
same as uh, even some of the Tiff and I, we've been talking about this a lot. I haven't spoken about it much with you, but like festivals and stuff. Yeah. Like, I've lost all FOMO for festivals as of right now. I'm like, there's not, we, we should be in GABF right now. We had tickets, uh, but we opted to not go. Yeah. I felt like we've just overdone festivals the last two years. We've been to freaking everything and everyone I missed, I just like, ah, oh, so upset, devastated. Yeah. And then this year, I think we just got festivaled out. Yeah. It's the same thing. Releases, not only some releases, like the milkshakes, a few things like that. I'm like, I got to have it type of shit. But most of the stuff, I'm like, nah, if I can get it, cool. But like, I'm not like obsessed. Yep. I find that kind of helps a little bit, I guess, with, yeah. um, with the keeping a control, keeping a lid on the, the drinking. Yeah. Um, on top of that, people that you know, we're getting on the PR list, we get sent stuff. We have to do certain things. Like you said, it becomes a chore. Sometimes it was becoming a chore this year. Yeah. I found, and that's why part of the festival, some of the festivals are a bit of a chore. Like, as you saw the last few that you've been to, like, you know, the filming, it's a thing and you're taking pictures and your thing for your piece that you wrote on, um, liquid art, say for example, though I like after the first hour of like stressing, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. You're kind of like, yeah, fuck it, we're here. There's all these people, everyone's jamming, there's fire beers, bam, bam. So it's cool, but like, I don't know. The FOMO is kind of slowly degrading, but I think you need to step back to then yeah. enjoy it again. And that goes in the long form thing. Maybe we're taking the rest of the year off festivals unless something really crazy pops up, but we've got no plans. And I think it's the same with beer. Like if you can, I'd love to take like a couple months off or something and just yeah exercise a lot yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I, I don't know I, I don't think I don't really foresee that being possible because there's so many commitments like there's a weekly podcast and like the regular emails and stuff that come in things come in pretty regularly we've got a trip coming up later this month to uh, Sherbrooke with the tourism board um, it's just things that keep popping up oh, and, and, and it takes its toll on you Damn, and fuck. like it's like it's your health like, like yeah. that's the that's the thing it's more important than beer Hell yeah, it is. It's more important than beer. Is that a good episode name? Thank you so much. <laughs> Just because uh, my notes app is playing up. I had a hissy fit beforehand because I'm so vexed at... It's okay. It's okay. It's okay about that. Okay. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. And he's like, you all right now, sweetheart? <laughs> no, he said princess. Princess? You all right now, princess? <laughs> I would have taken Sorry. cupcake as well. I quite like that. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I said sweetheart. I didn't say you princess. Said I said sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, it was sweetheart. Yeah, sweetheart. It was sweetheart. <laughs> Either way, it was facetious and I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so we'll be talking about that like, in an upcoming blog post. Yes, which is great. So that'd be good. Uh, you, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about that you're working on? Other like pieces, or it's, I know there's some review stuff. Yeah, yeah. There, cool. there, there's some review. There's some reviews <clears> in the pipeline. Like um, think pieces, sort of more interesting ones besides reviews um, that you can talk about. There's other. There, there's other stuff. Ideas. Yeah, there's there's other ideas we we've been discussing, but um, but but well, maybe we'll see how, we'll see how those play out. One thing I did, I won't go into detail, but I want to do a part two to the diversity one, the leaders in diversity, because there's so many people we missed yeah. the first time around. It's the same as like the where to drink vlogs. Like even whenever we do them, whether it's like here or elsewhere, like you're only doing how like, all right, we've got one day in Richmond, Virginia. All right, cool. Well, let's do a, do a vlog and hit as many places as we can. Yeah. And with uh, that, uh, like, and with that diversity piece, like I think there was seven people that I, that, that I talked yeah. to, I think. And uh, it, like, and there's, I think it, we already like, have and, a list of the next And then the list was like, there's still so many more. I can think, which just, is great. I'm counting just briefly in my head. There's probably at least yeah. five to another five to seven that we didn't yeah. get to the first time around. So yeah. I think that'll be a really good one. But um, no, so it's really good. So it's, it's a cool addition to the squad. So like, it's cool to have that side of things coming in and like now doing the reviews. So just to keep, like, I want to see more 
just because I want to read more and I feel like people want to read more, but at the same time, it's not like we push it. Like, we can't force it. We agreed on that beforehand. Like, we're not yep. forcing it. We're not going to be like, all right, let's do, dude, it's Wednesday. What's up? Like, there's no point doing that because it's not going to come out like how yep. you want it. And you're, you're doing, I think there's always, there's always two forms of content. There's the long form pieces that are like, a, um, I guess, F for SEO and for kind of like, they have a different purpose. Like, they're, they're for yep. site. They keep people like, then marketers understand that they keep people on the website because you're reading longer and then there's the shorter ones it might be like a review or like a quick piece of news like type of thing like yeah. that but so you're really mostly focusing on the reviews in the long form that's right that's cool it's fun yeah I like so, it so what else are we talking about we've got a bunch of stuff uh, tonight next oh okay the big one big news <laughs> so neither of us really commented publicly on this one that happened kind of just want to stay out of it but for those in Ontario that know what we're talking about, uh, the drama of uh, late September or whatever it was, 2019, the OCB, Ontario Craft Brewers Association, I guess? Is this Ontario Craft Brewers? Yeah, it's Ontario Craft Brewers. It's, it's, the, name of the, association, it's the government, yeah. like, not lobby group, but like uh, the the... the industry body i guess that people you know, yeah i think 80 members out of 250 odd or something like that if i'm not mistaken so it's a small amount that are still members and then the ocb as in each province like the ambq is quebec and they're a member of the new canadian one that only uh, came out i think in like may or something yeah that's steve from bose and fred from um shalavar was sort of spearheading so i guess the tldr we just wanted to sort of explain what happened and then to sort of give some brief thoughts, because it's kind of interesting. It's an interesting topic, and it, it, it's sort of both in the way that people engage on social media and the way that sort of people, sort of pres- like breweries have to maybe think about how they're presented publicly. Yep. So I guess the, the OCB have meetings with the government. The government are essentially the main people who make all business decisions for breweries. Every single element about breweries, how long they can stay open, how big their pores can be. Yeah. Um, how much they can sell, what kind of containers they can sell it in. Literally everything is determined by the government. So the breweries uh, by nature have to meet with um, uh, the government regularly to discuss them. So they had this meeting. It ended up being at Bench Brewery Mm -hmm. in uh, Niagara. And whichever brewery um, they go to, they meet up with that member of parliament. The member of parliament for... That area of Niagara is a controversial dude. I don't remember his name. Sam. Sam Wusterhoff. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's a conservative. The, 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 yeah. The, he's a conservative member of the Ontario Parliament. Okay. And he's a member for, like, I guess, whatever the Niagara region's called. Yeah. Okay. So what they did was meet with him at bench and they had a conversation about something to do with just beer. It was just a beer conversation. It's they, like, it, it was a con like it was, I, I think, it was? I think it was to do like to do with opening hours. I, I, I could be wrong on that, but <clears throat> in any case, it was a meeting that, like it was the kind of meeting that the OCB has with the provincial government regularly, regularly okay. for like for any range, any ranging number of topics that impacts the beer industry or the alcohol industry in general. Right. Cause it wasn't even, cause it wasn't even he met just with the wine beer. industry. Yeah. Yes. And I think the cider industry, all yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah. Now, so far, no controversy. Like, like that, like that is just is normal. That's standard operating, standard operating procedure when, like when an industry like needs to negotiate with the government. Gotcha. Cool. So that that's facts, first of all. The reason they did it at Bench was I think they just had to happen to have the space 
that time and they seemed to sort of, um, they had sort of the member of the board, the people who attended were the board members of the OCB. So there was yeah. maybe 10 to 15 breweries there or something. Something like that, yeah. Uh, or representative of maybe less breweries, but 10 to 15 people at least. Maybe there was two from each or something. Uh, and most of the board was represent. Some weren't there and we'll talk about that in a sec. And that's what, that's what they were doing. And I guess they might be like alternate. They say they do it in different places. Bench have a huge ass facility. They had a, com- a conference room they could use. Now, the controversial part was just before or after the meeting, they took a photo, all the brewers, all the people from the breweries, and this Sam dude all took a photo, smiling, cheesing, thumbs up yeah. at the front of the of bench, and also uh, they had like a photo of them in the conference room. So the problem with uh, Sam, as a conservative, uh, he believes he's anti-abortion, anti-choice, and he's uh, anti-LGBT, is that correct? Yeah, yeah that's so, right. That in in the beer world is something that people, which well, I think is fantastic, but, are very much. Not well, also cool. just in the generally progressively minded world. <laughs> progressive minded. There you go. Thank you. So, like you know, humans who like you know give a shit about other humans, you know, want rights for LGBT uh, individuals, and also they want women to have uh, uh, autonomy over their own bodies. This young man, actually, he's quite young, does yeah. not believe that. Now, what had happened when the OCB said, "Hey, we had a great meeting with Sam." Uh, and they, they added him and at bench and blah, blah, blah. So as you can imagine, the immediate reaction, it looked like the OCB was not, was code. Cause people don't know the thing that we preface, preface this with. People don't know that. Yeah. And, no, and, like, and, and all of uh, like, and, like, and all of that stuff aside, like, like, cause the, yeah, like you basically have to put all of that aside because, it, cause most people don't know the, con- like, don't know the context of how those meetings work. No. And like, so all the public, all, all the public winds up with is this picture, <laughs> with, like, like with, uh, like with a poli- like with a politician with very unprogressive views, like yeah. no, like publicly known to be ve- like like very strongly, uh, like, like, it, very, right? like very even, strongly, like, a bit no, 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 not even a little strongly. bit. He's uh, like you know he's uh, like he's anti-choice. Yep. So uh, like so uh, like is uh, like he's anti-choice. Anti-LGBTQ rights, like so, oh. extremely problematic. Right. Extremely problematic. And then the like all the public has is this dude in the like in the center of this lineup of ten people, all holding up a beer, like cheering, like, 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 every, like everyone's happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so, appearing with this guy. So, so it, it does like, not look good. No, it, it looks really like, does not look good. Not only did the OCB endorse this man and his his views, but it looks like the breweries because they're ch- like smiling. It's like if you stand with Donald Trump, you're like yeah, like it kind of might like people could reasonably infer that you have conservative viewpoints and you agree with his policies. Yeah. So that was what was inferred. Twitter went fucking mental. Uh, super, super uh, negative response to that image. All the breweries, so many people were like, we're boy, mostly Bench copped it the hardest because they, uh, they held it. it so it yeah. looked even worse for Bench. And then, um, and like, but then also um, the breweries of every, of everyone else who, like, who had a representative standing in that photograph. Everyone. So people went pretty, uh, pretty nuts about it and reasonably so. Uh, you know, it didn't look good. Some people took a little too far, got a little too upset about it from, from, you know, what we could sort of tell. Now, they, so to put, they, just, just to add some, like some context here. Yes. Like the outrage is obviously justified. Yes. Like it's because it's <clears throat> fucking bad. It looks fucking bad. It looks terrible. Like, like, really- and, like, and I, and I think everyone has reason to be upset about that image. Mm. Um, so 
The, the, like to state that right there, the outrage is justified. Outrage is justified. I would say for the most part. With when we'll get to why maybe it might need to be thought through a and, little more. And, and like, but then well, I'm saying the that, the I'm initial, saying that as a starting point. Fair. The uh, when, before we get to more facts. Yeah. That part is like, well, because I saw that and I was like, yeah, this is fucked up. Like, yeah, go out on people. I didn't really want to participate because I we had a relationship with Bench. I know who takes care of the social media. I'm not going to do that to her. And it's also um, like, like, and it's also one of those things too, LA, like at that, that, like, and one of the reasons that I like that I didn't comment, um, like publicly online initially as well is that like, it was one of those things of there has to be like there there has to be more to this has to be like yeah. like it could like it, it, it seems point. like it can't be it, it can't be as simple as all of these breweries indoor like mm-hmm. endorse endorsing this guy a douchebag. Okay, so you tell me you were cri- thinking critically about this. Interesting, interesting. So the first apology came from Bench. It was sort of like a screenshot of a email type of situation. Fell a little short. It wasn't. It Call wasn't it great. iOS press release. Yes, even though it wasn't on Notes app, it would be funnier <laughs> if it was. Though, yeah. God, that would be funny. It yeah. was like it was tone deaf and making it, like and making a lot of assumptions and admittedly that, so by bench. Yes, yeah, yes. In their like, second their, apology. Yes, their their second apology acknowledged that of the first. So, like, like so, like give them give them credit for acknowledge like for acknowledging their misstep. Yes, but like the but the first apology was uh, like it, it was tone deaf and it really made a lot of assumptions on um uh, like on the context which are not widely known correct uh people did not hear oh, you thank you that sir water. just trying to uh, keep yep. that fresh keep these beers moving because they're just like we're going to keep talking we've got eight beers to get through and uh man man's got work to do yeah um so i think the the bench did their first apology then the next day sawdust city did an apology and people love that one because the person representing him actually was wearing a sawdust city shirt but n- no longer worked for the brewery that's right um, so he wasn't actually representing them, but it very much looked like he was. Uh, everyone loved Sawdust Cities. They took a lot of uh, responsibility. Um, they took... And um, stated unequivocally, we don't support... Uh, like, you know, we don't support very much this, so. M- this MPP's uh, yes. views. Did Bench not do that? Not in... I, do, I, I don't recall... If I'm being honest, I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to speak out of turn with what they like with what they said the first take time. That photo before you pass, I'll take oh. the photo so I can just give it to Rich and then he can go. Rich, you can go, hold up your thing. Sorry, guys, we're pouring the next beer. Here we go. Oh fuck, is that uh... that works? Yeah, beautiful. Rich, enjoy. Um, let's just pause that for one second. Just tell them about the beer that we're about to drink. So this is uh, something that you brought, Nate. This is the yeah, so Barn this, Cat. Yeah. So this is triple the juice from Barn Cat Artisan Ales in, uh, in Cambridge, Ontario. 10.5. Uh, yes. They are the Ontario Kings of Haze, Oof. as you know. As, oh, I'm well aware. Um, this is their, is this this triple version of space juice? Is it 10.5? No, no, no. So, Space space juice is Galaxy Citra. This is 100% Citra. Okay, 100% Citra. Okay. Um, this is their third canned release. Third can. Love it. It smells intense. It it's quite intense. All right. Get in you guys. Get in you. Oh my god. You know, to be honest, I'm, I've always said on the group chat, I'm not into triple IPAs. Yeah. That is probably the best triple IPA I've ever had. That is insane. 
yeah. that does not drink like a 10.5% beer. And it's probably, Tell me about what, it, right? it's probably a month old or something. Yeah, this is actually getting on a bit. Like, this is probably five weeks old now. That is insane. Oh, my God. Isn't that great? Oh, it's like a cloud. Yeah. But like it's it's also kind of pulpy too, eh? Like it like it kind of Ooh, like it's kind enough. of got a like, like got a taste of orange juice pulp. Yeah, almost. I really like this. This is like tropical. It's everything. This is fantastic. Um, wow, Jesus Christ! So okay, so the basically yeah, bench apologized, sawdust apologized, bench apologized again. Yep. Uh, sort of acknowledging that she's in their first one a little better but people still weren't super happy with that I feel like that maybe Ben just sort of didn't really I think they even followed up afterwards with social posts after that and essentially said that look we didn't really gravitate towards um, are you going to do it? He, oh, it's the, which one's that? That's gonna fuck you up, bro. Oh, yeah. too much. That shouldn't be. I was like twenty-five. It's pretty serious. Sorry, now the meat, weed is legal. We uh, Tiff and I are into. Well, I'm into the oils. You're right? into dark talk. Sorry, I'm not gonna put Tiff. I like the oils. I had uh, a, like a half dropper of that the other night. And he was fucked up. Dude, the only problem is it's like. Do you have to get up tomorrow? You'll be up. You'll be up for a while if you it have it, and it won't kick in till four a.m. Oh, that's okay. Better <laughs> not. I'm, like, I'm not even exaggerating. Oh, it takes two about the three hours to kick now, in. So okay. Oils are weird. That's a whole other. I'd love to do a podcast with weed and beer. I really want to do that. Like compare some yeah, stuff and talk about shit. it. Well, no, like an, an episode. Marijuana, another shit. Shasta Kino. Kino wanted to do that. Wow, wow. I don't smoke that much. You can turn it down to do it, but it's it's a three-hour kick-in process. It's just crazy. Anyways, side note. Sorry, I didn't want Rich to go take that shit because, like, I don't, know, I don't know if you know enough about it, but that, yeah, three hours is like. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> because I don't take any of the psychoactive. Uh, no, CBD is like, I, yeah, the t- it's really good stuff. Like. I started CBD this week. Just for the weed, so. Anyways. You know what? It makes you not productive. <laughs> makes Tiffany not productive. I, yeah, can, I keep cruising blast. through that shit. But Everyone has their high, thing. Which is nice. Anyway, okay, focus. <laughs> All right, guys, focus. Sorry. Focus. Um, marijuana enthusiast. Drug addict. Craig, marijuana enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> He's drunk. Um, all right. So after Ben sort of acknowledged that they didn't realize the the the, the serious impact of what that picture meant. Yeah. Um, they seem to sort of like we're going to work on it. We're going to do some internal training. We're going to bring in some people. We're going to think about it. So it seemed like they sort of at the end got there. Like our third time lucky. Yeah. Uh, the OCB themselves did a, an apology, and I think that also fell short. Yeah. Yeah, it read as again tone deaf and incredibly robotic, and like was. I don't think it did a good enough job of explaining like how these meetings work and Correct. like and the reason for it, and definitely did nothing to acknowledge why people were upset by like by the appearance with like it came defensive actually yeah yeah. And it they, like it yeah it wasn't good no it definitely was not a, a good response they lost Manantler who actually had nothing to do with the meeting but they left yep the OCB and there yeah was another they, they, they left uh, yeah they left out of protest out of protest there's one more I forgot who it was though. someone else left as well um, then and there were like and there were a couple of others who like who like you know who in. Uh, like you know, who in like in solidarity, like, like in solid, yeah. Thank you. That that was the word I was We're looking for. In, the, in solidarity, uh, like with this whole, uh, like with this whole conversation, where like we're saying, you know, 
we're not part like we're not members of the OCB yeah and, and and like you know we strongly like you know denounce the like any uh, the, like you know any association with uh, like with the views of this MPP right so that was and a lot of breweries came out the blue okay yeah and and, got- and and um, like I said and there were other responses from breweries in the like that appeared in the photo like in the photograph who kind of um, uh, De- like not not, uh, not uh, it was different from the one with sawdust because mm-hmm. the guy because the guy like the sawdust <coughs> thing was from someone who didn't work at that brewery Correct. anymore. Um, but uh, they, like but uh, Great Lakes issued uh, like issued a response. Um, yes. were you about to go, go into that? I was that? about to go into okay, that because okay, I was literally no, okay, that's fine. I, I, no, I, no, I don't no. want to jump you. Go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah, you had have a bit more of a timeline than I do. Clearly, but I was there. It happened on what like a Friday or something. And on the Monday, we had a podcast scheduled with Great Lakes that I had scheduled for approximately a week and a half to two weeks prior. I didn't want to cancel. I'd been sick, to be honest. I'm still not even feeling 100%. Uh, And I was like, I have to push through this. I need the content. I'd canceled on Troy once before, and I wanted to go through with it. Uh, I didn't really consider until we got there that I was like, oh, yeah, people might be mad at us for like – because I posted my reviews. And I was like, oh, fuck, GLB were in that photo. There was a representative from GLB. So I was like, okay, interesting. And I got the first hand. So Troy Birch is there. uh, He's been their marketing and comms manager for like seven years. He's quite well known. Everyone seems to know him. He's got great relationships with the community, with the beer media and everything. Uh, I met him a couple of times. He's always been lovely to us, like super cool. So I wanted to hear his side. Now, we did not talk about it. This is the uh, podcast previous to this. We did not talk about it. We talked about it off the record beforehand. Uh, I won't put what he said on the record, but essentially he explained their side of the story in that what we said before, that they have these meetings regularly. It meant nothing as far as like no one was co-signing this man, but he very much was aware of how terrible the photo op was. And he was just kind of like upset because he's like a bunch of people were boycotting GLB. They mentioned them a lot. So he was pretty upset by it because he's the he's the first line of defense. When it's Tiff and I are, we have the social media. We call ourselves the digital bodyguards of brands. That's what we do. So Troy is the digital bodyguard of a brand who got fucking shat on. Um, so he had a lot happening with him. And he explained it, but he didn't want to talk about it on the podcast. And I respected that. And we did not talk about it. Um, so they put out a press release right there. He was like, come downstairs. He was like, yeah. he's like, oh, guys, I'm just, it's been a fucking, it's been a rough day. Uh, do you mind if I, I just got to go finish this? I'm like, dude, just we'll go. He took us to the spot. We set up. He went and handled that. Then he came back. Then he went again because the team was preparing it. Then he went and pushed it out. approved everything. So he was quite stressed over it, quite alarmed, quite disturbed about it because he absolutely, and GLB, from what he said, do not support exactly what he echoed in the, the um, statement, essentially. Yeah. But when it got interesting for me personally was we were coming back on Tuesday and Mandy from Leftfield put out a statement. Now, that was my favorite one of all of the statements that were released. Mandy's one was um, Superfire. Yeah. If you if you haven't read it, it's uh, like I would strongly encourage you to like to go read it because mm-hmm. um, like Ma- uh, Mandy is a very smart person. She's one of the smartest yeah. people in the industry, I think. Yeah. And uh, she she's a board member of the like of the OCB. She is. And uh, like and, and she explains a lot of uh, like a lot of context around uh, her position in um, uh, like on the board and uh, like and how these me- and how these meetings work and her feelings on uh, uh, like on the uh, like on the like the problematic nature of the photograph and all of the aftermath of it. And so, yeah, and she was very honest about 
her, she said she was supposed to be in that photo. She was supposed to be there. She couldn't make the meeting. So she's like, this could have been me. Yeah. This could have been my brewery being boycotted because I was in that photo with that guy. She's like, I'm repulsed by his ideals. I like, They're really good. Like left field are one of the most diverse breweries I've ever seen. Yep. In, excuse me, in Canada, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really serious about their hiring policies. She went into that in, yep. that in that statement. And hers was the best because I'd seen people still shit on GLB's response, even though Troy told me it did camera just clip babe. Oh. Thanks, Rich. It's, it's not gonna be in there, but that's okay. Um so Troy um explained it, but it was it was cool to see it from basically what Mandy said was kind of what Troy said to me, but uh in a very eloquent way that really explained their position and exactly what was going on. I thought that was just beautiful and it was like whilst it ex- it explained it whilst taking complete ownership yeah mm-hmm. and i thought that was dope because yeah. that's not something that people tend to do they don't always take ownership for it um i would highly recommend if you go to lifefield's twitter i'm sure it'll, it'll be there still they had a link on their blog um it is i yeah like, like, like I, that, right? I, I just pulled it up front like from their twitter to give it another reread before do this. you have any like tldr like a quick notes from it any highlights that would just explain so that just so then we can get into maybe ask some of our thoughts on the situation i don't want to try to sum like to summarize it too much um I, I i feel like i feel like that is one that is worth reading for like, like from beginning to end and i would rather not um like, yeah, like, like I, I would rather not remove, uh, like, re- remove any context from it. Um, like she, like she explains it far better than I could, um, and I think it's worth reading it from beginning to end. I agree. Um, and uh, maybe, maybe to kind of, like, to kind of cap this off, like another, like another thing that I like that I think is important to, like, to acknowledge, um, like you know, you and I, like. This is another uh, like another thing in the context of this whole conversation. Like, you and I are ones who come to this conversation from a position of privilege. I'm uh, like I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing like something that that Mandy said in the like in the beginning of her um, post, which is another like which is another kind of thing to like which kind of triggers something to keep in the back of my mind. You know, we come at this conversation from a position of privilege. We're both like. Not straight, uh, like, oh. like straight cisgendered mm. white guys, yeah, yeah. Uh, like in the like in the beer industry, bearded white guys. Yes, so it's you know th- th- this is one of those things that in the context of this whole conversation is like is important to acknowledge, and this is why um, when uh, like when we were coming at this from the start of it, even with all of the acknowledged context of why these meetings take place the way uh, the way they do yep. and and like the fact that this came up was nothing uh, like how the meeting came about was nothing unusual i still think it's important to acknowledge that the outrage is justified like okay. like, like people have a like people have a right to be upset about that yes i think it is important to learn the facts but and then adjust uh, like, the outrage uh, like and and then uh, like uh, and then adjust accordingly and further uh, like further to that point I think the breweries that responded to it stated unequivocally, we do not support, um, sorry, let me back up. The breweries who came out and stated, we, like, you know, we acknowledge it was a bad fucking look to, like, to appear in this photograph. Like, like, that was a bad idea. Like, like we did wrong on that. No one defended that photograph, which is great. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, We did wrong on that. We do not support this man's beliefs. We're strongly... In fi- like you know, we're strongly pro 
women's choice, strongly yes. pro LGBTQ rights. Like we don't, we don't support this man, like this man's politics. Right. Um, the ones who get like, who gave a half-assed apology uh, like in a way that kind of brushed that, like brushed that under the rug and the some small, like smaller ones who have still yet to make any comment on it. Yes, that's unfucking acceptable. Yeah. It's unfucking acceptable. I agree like, with that. Like, I, I can't fathom what they would stand to gain from not, not like, like, like from not commenting. I agree. To, like to state, we acknowledge that this looks bad and we don't support that. Like, and we don't support these horrid policies. I feel like they need to say that at this point. I feel like they do. Particularly with the strength of the outrage. And remember, they need to also remember that the craft beer community is very small and very insular. Yeah. And particularly on Twitter, Ontario beer Twitter is strong. Um, if you don't protect your brewery's brand and reputation, you kind of have nothing left. Um, and you're right. I can think of a couple of them. I'm going to call them out. That, no. uh, I can think of like, I think one or two off the top of my head that, that haven't currently said anything. Um, Muskoka, I would have liked to have seen a bit more from them. They did some tweets and maybe an Instagram response and kind of the tweets were just like a multiple tweet version of the Instagram response. I would have liked to see something a little more formal being that they're one of the larger breweries that have more to gain from it because mm-hmm. a lot of people criticize the OCB of being like a big boys kind of game. They're not like uh, the, what's the... Like, I guess... There's other ones that are nationwide that maybe have Molson and stuff in it. The least OCB is just Ontario craft brewers that have like a cap on their production size that yep. keep it. So it is craft brewers, but still the larger ones really have the accusations that I've seen now that the larger breweries have the say. So a lot of the smaller breweries are being like, oh, like what's the point of us even being involved? Because all these larger breweries get all this, all the, the, the sway to, um, push the, the 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 judgments in their direction and that's why they're leaving but something mandy said was like have a seat at the table if you don't think so talk to me i will represent like for you yeah and that's why i really liked what mandy said i thought it was really respectable it just took all the onus on on her on left field and it was just it was just such a wonderful PR response and, it was. P- and the response to, to people to the left field one from people were was just fantastic it was, like it was unanimously supportive, I think. Yeah, it was. It was really, really good. I really. There's a few other ones, to be honest. A few other breweries came out and just said stuff, and it seemed kind of redundant. Like I don't know why they bothered to say some stuff. It didn't. They didn't need to. It was fine, I guess, but like it didn't need to. Uh, but that field one was really special. So yes, I, I really thought that the whole thing that I didn't comment because I want all the facts first because I'm not like a knee jerk guy when it comes to that. My initial reaction, I'll just say it to Tiff at home. So you're not a knee jerk. No, but I but I won't go and post online. I don't post. That's the difference. Everybody knee jerks. It's a human thing. So I'll be like, look at this. These guys are fucking standing with this guy who hates blah blah blah. And then we'll be like, wow, wow, it's crazy. Wow, people are getting vexed. And I'll be like, send it to you boys. I send it to you guys. That's a lot of things. There's a lot of people that are tweeting and saying things online. If I instead of saying the things online, I'll just go send it in our group chat. You guys, like, check this fucking thing out, and then I'll be like, after I say, I'm like, I'm glad I just said it to those guys and not onto it. Yeah, yeah, and that happens a lot. Or I'll be like, yep, get a load of too. this, yeah. and we won't do it. So nice. there was a lot of people who um, I think the 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 knee jerk reaction from the Ontario beer community, whilst it was a, a commendable that everyone was 
vehemently standing up for what is right, which yes. is LGBTQ rights and, and, and women's, women's rights. choice and yeah. women's rights. I think that's brilliant. The problem was they started, they went straight from a zero to 100. That cancel culture, I think it's toxic. Yes. They went to straight like, all right, we're boycotting bench. We're boycotting GLB. We're boycotting yes. Muskoka. Fuck all y'all. Boycotting Sawdust. And then all of a sudden, Sawdust apologized. Well, like, oh, Sawdust, I love you. I'm going to go back. Like, it was just like 180 after 180. Yeah. And it, to me, it seems so fraudulent and so fake from so many of the members of the community. I really wish that people thought before they tweeted. And the problem is that people like at work and they see this and they just go, ah, and they'll just make a big deal out of it before even considering the facts. And we're in the industry in the peripheral way we deal with it much more than any of those people that were yeah. tweeting or yeah. the vast majority but I had no idea that's how it worked until this this shit went down I had no idea all the things we talked about that the OCB meets with I, I gathered they would have but I didn't realize that's what they do I didn't know they have these regular meetings with MPPs in whichever brewery that, in the region where the brewery that they're meeting at yeah. I didn't know that so most people probably don't unless you're in the fucking OCB how are you gonna know that's right so I really feel like I wish people would just like have calmed down a little bit, chill on the cancel culture, wait till you hear it. I saw people canceling one brewery and then go and posting beers from that brewery the next day because yeah. that brewery said something. And I'm just like, I, I find that very hypocritical. Yeah, it's, then, it's pretty whack to me, to be honest. The knee jerk, like the knee jerk boycott thing needs to chill. Eh? It's like, like that was, it's not like, it's not the right, right? Like it's not the right response. It's not productive to the conversation not at all like and i feel like the, like, the way like like, like the, the way that this gets to like gets to a point of understanding and resolution um and to the point where like where you have um like, like the involved parties acknowledging fault in like in things like the photo it like like you know most of the breweries that were in the photo was like guys we fucked up yeah like like, like, like and we and we acknowledge that like the vast majority did say that yes. exactly. It's a, like, so it's a case of like the the knee jerk boycott and like okay, well here's the list of breweries that I'm not like that I'm no longer going to buy from anymore. This is self righteous. Like it's like like it's okay. Like you've like you've literally spent three minutes pr- like processing this. <laughs> like is yeah. it like is it possible for you to have gained enough information to say I'm boycotting these seven breweries now? Yes, and it's absolutely well, clearly the answer is no. Yeah. It's not possible, and because to see how many people turned around as soon as they put an adequate, uh, uh, um, what's the word, like a peer group approved, like everyone loved, unanimously loved Sawdust's apology. So now Sawdust is back in good graces. Yeah. Like, oh, that one said, Bench had to do three times over and they're still not really good. But like, is that even fair? Like they just didn't understand it. They didn't take all the facts in, involved. Like, should they have hosted it? No. Should they be in the photo? Hell no. But like... Is that worth counseling it over? I mean, I guess it's up to you how you feel about it. But like the the knee jerk reaction wasn't to even consider those facts. It was like straight zero to cancel. That was yeah. the only problem. If you still decide to cancel them, then that's cool. I get it. I'm not mad at you for that. That's fine. But you know, the, and we know people who work there, and from what we hear, the employees seem to be pretty like like shocked by this and like it, it's didn't wasn't received so well because it yeah. does not represent the values of the people who are employed by that brewery and you just reminded me of something else something else which i think is uh, like is um is notable to call out okay. um because one of the other uh, institutions that appeared in the photo was from the niagara uh, brewing college right and one of, like and one of the responses was not from the college itself 
it was, it was from, like students. it was from the group of the students. Yes. And uh, like and like that, uh, like reading that, that was that, like I think like, was like that that was that was touching. Like you like you felt really really bad for them because they recognized the gravity of uh, like of that photo. Yeah. And that like and like it was a it was problematic for them. They like they realized that that was problematic, and that like and they took the initiative to band together to put out a statement saying you know we, we like, like, like we like we don't like we don't support this and we think that like we think this is a big problem that our like the that the institution educating us appeared in uh, like appeared in this photo right and the, did they apologize in the end or they didn't say anything well it's not like, well it's not on them to apologize they're the stu- like they're the no, students I'm, not the students that, the, the, the teacher and the, the, the I, I, like at the time I, like at the time this uh, like of that posting i believe that the like that niagara college had not issued a response at that point jeez i do not know that for right. certain and i don't know if they've responded since but to the best of my knowledge, at the time that the students responded, I don't believe that the institution had yet. Yeah, that, that sucks. See, I really, really hope that they would. But I think it's like but a learning, it, but like huge it, learning thing for everyone. It absolutely is, and it, like, and in any case, good on those students. Yeah, I think it was really cool that the students that had the balls to even do that, and it was like a like not, I don't know what you call it like a group letter. They all signed their names yeah. at the bottom. It wasn't anonymous and like anything soft. They put all their names, and they probably put their student. Uh, I don't know, record at risk yeah. by even doing that. And maybe, you know, because it's yep. a political statement, essentially. Yeah. Against another potentially uh, political statement. But it was an interesting situation. Don't want to sort of drag it on too much. But, like, yeah, that was just sort of an interesting thing that uh, is hopefully a learning experience for everybody involved. If the OCB so. fixes up because they do seem to play a pretty pivotal role in what they do for, uh, you know, no, the industry. It's it, like, and and you'll understand this. Like, like if you read, like if you read Mandy's post, like the things, like as much as the OCB has, like has been a, a bit of a problematic institution. Yeah. Um. Like for a number of reasons, and like their response to this is more evidence of that. Like they do play an important role in the industry in Ontario. For, oh, they like, like for how to, like for how they advocate for, uh, like for for the industry. So, yeah. Oh no, they um, certainly do. So. Please, please read Mandy's post. Yeah, hundred percent. Good idea, Rich. Uh, we should probably uh, we, we can probably throw a link to that in the show notes, eh? Yes, we can. Yeah, we That's should a good do call. that. Uh, next beer. This is uh, one that you brought, Nate. Again, this is a half hours on Earth game, comma blouses maple oatmeal blueberry pancake sour ale, five point six percent. Ooh, what's oh, what's that? Oh, t- take a look at that last ingredient what's there. What's that? What's that? What's that? <laughs> Milk sugar, yeah. Oh, it's Team oh, Lactose. Oh, yes, it's Team Lactose. Oh, it's Team Lactose Rich. Oh, here, here, let, let, let's get the rest of the ingredients here before oh, yeah, read it, read it, before read it. we hand this off. So, dry hop sour brewed with maple syrup, oatmeal, blueberries, Madagascar vanilla, and milk sugar, aka lactose. Ah, uh, the greatest ingredient known to man. This is what uh, the good Lord made for us. Oh, it smells like pancakes, doesn't it? So, Shout out. To Noah Forrest, the Noah beerism, Forrest. and Chris of Hops and Bros, Team Fucking Lactose. All day, you little softies. <laughs> Enjoy it. So this literally smells like blueberry. Wow, do you have to sip that without even like choosing? Cheers, guys. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> oh my god, dog. 
Holy shit, that tastes like pancakes. That's incredible. How does that taste like pancakes? Wow, I, re- I reckon it's the lactose. Oh my gosh, I was writing that note. Literally tastes like pancakes. <laughs> oh my god, that's incredible. Yeah, honestly, that is insane. Remember we almost didn't do this view? Wow. Oh, half hours on earth. Honestly, like I really need to get up Team there. Of, I think his name is Kyle, the gentleman who owns and brews. Yep. He is some sort of like fucking like genius. This is insane. Yeah. Wow. They like they are wizards of uh like of sours and farmhouse. They are just that is Rich, sorry, what else was in this, bro? Um yeah. Vanilla Maple syrup, oatmeal, blueberries, Madagascar, vanilla, and milk sugar. Jesus Christ. So, so I guess the, between the maple and the oatmeal, yeah. kind of give it that mouthfeel and the, uh, yep. the make it taste like pancakes. Wow. That's incredible. I'm so impressed. That is insanity. There's been, like, like, there's been a few half hours on earth beers that have been absolute knockouts for me. Like a couple of notable ones. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but there was a sour double IPA that I had crazy. A few, like a few months back. And the, the, like that one was spectacular. And I don't even usually like sour IPAs. It's not, like, it, it's not, yeah, it, it's not usually my thing. Well, like this was a hit. Yeah. They, like huge. it was great. And then, um, another really notable one was advanced drinker. That one that they were the, oh, they, the like that, that farmhouse pills that they released in like, like in the big seven fifty mil bottles. And like in every picture you see of that one, it's it, like it's like a thick meringue of head. How do they do that? I don't know, but it's spectacular. Like that is legit, probably top five pilsners I've ever had. That's pretty insane. Yeah, is is it a pilsner with saison yeast or what's the? I what don't makes remember. It the farmhouse? I don't remember. It's like it's probably something to that effect, but I but I don't remember. I'd have to check the notes on that. Oh, this, I'm just like this is bugging. I'm so impressed by this. Yeah, this is Man, so. Why don't they put good. this in a big bottle? <laughs> <laughs> they, um, the bottles. I think they t- they like they tend to reserve for their uh, like for their farmhouse stuff. Like uh, yeah. like anything that's got um, <laughs> bless you. Uh, uh, like anything with um, like with like bacteria or, or oh, uh, uh, like or, or things like that. And then the uh, and like and then the other sours and IPAs and whatnot tend to get put in cans. That's a, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, everything I've ever had from Half Hours has been pretty exceptional. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's never a bad thing. I mean, it's great that you're able to access them via the online store. Yeah. Which is the only way we'd pretty much be able to get them. Because ain't nobody driving, what is it, four hours north of Toronto? Um, Maybe it's not that far. Um, it, it might be about that from Toronto. Like I think, like I think it's about maybe an hour and a half drive, like maybe northwest of Kitchener is what like is what I'm picturing. I could be wrong oh, wow. on that, but... Yeah, so it's crazy. It's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so if you're going out there, you're really committing. Excuse me. That yes, it's two hours and nine minute drive from Toronto. Yeah, so two hours from Toronto. Okay, and northwest probably. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I'd love to do it. I guess I'm sure you'd be down. It's just more like what are we looking at? No, oh, I, I was just curious what the yeah. time was. No, I always try to jump and check. I think we probably yeah. had like four minutes at the start that wasn't like uh, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, like I'd love to get him on. It's just you got to get our asses out there. Yeah, like, do it. It's like. It's probably worth it though. It'd just be like one of those oh, days. It's, where like, so, it's so good. Um, it's so. You guys need to do a, a, like a trip um, west of uh, 
uh, like west of Toronto sometime. Like, like, you need like to do some There's so much fire out there. Like <clears> if you <throat> like We've if had you on this podcast right now, like Boncat and these guys. Yeah. Um, well, if you get into like the uh, uh, like the Kitchener Waterloo Cambridge area, yeah, there's so much there. Like you like, like you've got Block Three out there. Yes. Like, like I'm sure if you like, if you got Kevin on, like, that He'd would be, be funny. Like, he seems like a cool guy. He does seem yeah. like a cool guy. I think that would be a great episode. Yeah. Um, and then in and, as, uh, I, and, and like and Counterpoint is a like is a new yeah. one out there. I've been Lincoln. hearing great stuff about them. Yeah. Um, and, and then in Anderson. Uh, Anderson's in London? in in London, so that so that's even further out. But that like oh, that you're would talking be like just in that general Guelph. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was yeah, talking yeah. even just in like, like in KW I mean, Cambridge, like because uh, um, like, uh, yeah, and then like Guelph, like Guelph is kind of not far from there as well, because like you know you've got Wellington, you've got Royal City, um, uh, you've got fixed yeah. gear out there, um, and then in <clears> like like we, are, we already mentioned. I have enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I that's haven't a, really. Uh, uh, that's kind of, uh, there's kind of some problematic stuff with that. But oh, is that okay? Yeah, uh, but we, we can talk about that later. It's um, <laughs> always problematic. Um, but yeah, and then like, and then in Cambridge, of course, there's Barncat. Um, I've uh, I, like I've heard great stuff about Wavemaker as well. Someone was just telling me about him like on Instagram the other day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's lots of too. good shit out there, yeah. and then, and and then even in London too, um, it, like because Anderson is fantastic. Yeah, like, I really like, like they're like they're everything I've had from them great. is just on point. Like the short cans, they're really cute. Yeah, branding is just nice and like it's so uh, clean and so clean, like and so consistent and, and, consistent and like and the beers are great. Yeah, really good. Um, and then um, uh, like now I've not been to Stormstage, but I've heard like but I've heard good good things. Th- good things about them as well. I think Red Circle or something to do with that. Like I've seen Ren talk about Red them. Red Circle, yeah. I, I, I feel like I, I feel like they're in KW. Yeah, I, I think that. they're in KW. Yeah, there's there's a bunch. You are right. It's more like whenever we go, we go to Toronto. So whenever I'm there, I always try and do a podcast in Toronto because I still have a list. I got knocked because we we went there last weekend, which was the Witchstock weekend. Five breweries said they weren't able to do it that weekend. Um, a lot, most of them because of which stuff, yeah, um, which was fair. Um, some of them weren't ready, like we were talking to the mascot. They did, they're preparing a bunch of stuff. That we went, we visited the brewery, though, the uh, the tap room, but like they're putting it together. But it was interesting that they um, there were so many breweries that were pouring at Wistock or were going or attending. And, like Muddy York, I was talking to them like, oh, they they had the whole weekend kind of as a write off because they were probably going to get pretty pretty trash. Yeah, as you would. They were pouring and stuff like that. Um, you know, so I, I need to start to move, but my point is there's so many breweries that I still haven't interviewed in Toronto that to get out even further, go and drive another hour is not that it's a problem already like five, six hours west of Montreal. So it's not that much of a big deal, but I, I really shouldn't. I know I should, particularly even just for, I'm going to be honest, like Barn would be my number one. Yeah. Anything past Toronto, but then, you know, Fairweather Merritt and stuff like that. The Hamilton guys and stuff I'm pretty keen on, which is a little closer. Uh, another one I'm actually pretty keen on is Third Moon in Milton. Yes. So that's Noah's mate. Yep. I've spoken to them. They were, oh, I was almost got, they were going to have a, like a tasting event last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't work out. So hopefully when I'm there, they might have some stuff. But I'm, from what I'm hearing, like it's just like uh, out of control. Yeah. And for, for a, like, and for, for those who don't know, they've advertised, like they've advertised that what they are, 
intending to brew is going to be hazy, IPA, hazy IPAs, fruited sours, and pastry stouts, Ooh, yes. which is like the which, model, which is yeah. basically kind of what we're all about. Well, oh, and yeah. like, and for no, and for Yon Boy Noah Forrest, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right, Noah Forrest, hashtag Noah Forrest, hashtag Yon Boy, hashtag Yon Boy, for him. To uh, like to co-sign them, uh, like with like with what they're like with what they're planning to do, like that's like that's got to mean something. It's pretty sick, yeah. yeah. And I had uh, so Steve is the brewery. I had one of Noah actually got me his collab with Great Lakes. Oh yeah, he won a home brew contest. Oh, that's right, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. it was great. It was really nice. Uh, somewhat wasn't completely hazy, but it was a New England IPA. Um, so I knew he was fire, and I kind of uh, had him on social media since and keeping an eye out. And a few people have been messaging me and telling me about. Um, uh, what they're doing and from what I hear everyone's like like the what the dudes who invited me to like a tasting were just sort of like look I'm not gonna bullshit you like uh, these guys I haven't known them very long so I'm not saying this because they're like my friends but this stuff is exceptional and I wouldn't be bothering to ask you to drive to Milton after already come to Toronto if it wasn't worth your time and yeah like, all right yeah. bro will you put it like that and yeah we were, we were down I was like yo let's fucking do it but yeah just didn't work out so hopefully I'm, and that's probably one I'm quite excited to try because it sounds like a Masorum and like a Wood Brothers. Wood Brothers stuff, which add in, they're just around the Cornwall area. They are just, yeah, bomb. I love what I tried from them. I can't wait for them to package. I should, I, I should clarify. I, I like to tease Noah a lot, like as we both do. But like, yeah, we do. But but we love Noah. I love Noah a lot. And uh, like, and and to be fair. Uh, like we, we we tease him by calling him a yawn boy, but like he also loves his haze too. No, no, but, has yeah, a like, similar palette. To like us. I mean, yawn. read read yawn. any of uh, read yawn. any of his views on uh, like on the uh, like on Bacana. Like the Masorum one, like in the Masorum ones as well. Like like he likes his haze. No, and he he does know his shit. It's just like for, for people we fuck around like, and his pastry stouts too. Like. like that, like when I, when I, I read, he likes barrel aged stouts more than pastry stouts, and he likes the barrel aged sours more than like kettle sours. And yeah, stuff, but yeah, but the uh, like, but the the reviews that he did of um, like the, the the most recent one that he did on um, um, Bar Canada's uh, like crazy yeah. pastry stouts, the bottles. My yeah. mouth was watering as I was reading them. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> really good. I'm very impressed. I absolutely cannot write the way that Mr. Forrest writes. It's fantastic. Oh, that, like, like that guy is next level. Yeah, he's a beast. And the four bottles at the bottom. Um, yeah. oh. talking about Ooh, that, really that, that last one could do to warm oh, okay. up a bit anyways. So that, yeah, so that yeah exactly. Take that so um, but yes, no, we make fun because like Noah and Chris like uh, what we would call yawn beers and they're boring to us, meaning like anything that isn't like yeah. sours, hazel, stouts or whatever. Yeah. Just and, we te- uh, like, and, and we like to tease, uh, to tease Chris too. Uh, like Chris is a, Chris is a grisette boy. Yeah. But it, like, but, but in fairness, like, like in summer, grisettes. grisettes are fucking awesome. Grisettes are great. Yeah. I really, honestly, I would take a grisette over on any day. Yeah. It's a big call. All right. Um, oh yeah, bottle and, time. And now we're in bottle time, so you got to bust out the brew heads opener. <sighs> yeah, the brew heads opener. Go get that. Links generally now bio, I think, from memory. So we're going to start. I actually had this. I just checked my uh, untapped. I remember having this at. What did I review it though? Where? Triple Crossing. This is from Virginia. This is called Delta with Nelson. I'm pretty sure I would have. Should we take? Should we take a picture just to be safe? You oh, you're so smart, Nate. No, you're not just a pretty face. I've always said that about you, mate. I've always <laughs> fucking said that. See that's, what you, see, that's what you brought me on for. Right, just the attractiveness, but also the mind behind that, you know? <laughs> that half hour is like, man, this has been a pretty damn, you might want to watch that out a little bit. Yeah. This has I, been a, uh, an I exceptional. Thought, I, I, like, I had a feeling I was going to enjoy that one, but like, 
That was several levels up from what I was expecting. Uh oh. Just coming? No. Nah, you're good. Nah, you're good. There you go. So, another Virginia one. Oh, there's two triple crossing this episode. I guess it'll probably like everyone can have a little bit more. This one is a. Let's read it out because I always forget. A barrel aged golden ale blend, dry hopped with Nelson Sauvin and conditioned on orange blossom honey from Richmond, Virginia. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. Alright. Oh, let me take the photo just in case. You're very, you're very smart, Rich, because I'll be able to remember what it tastes like. Okay. You say rich? I didn't say rich. Yeah, you did. Wow. Okay, I'll take credit, though. Rich, you're smart, too. Wow, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Hey, you hear me? I was whispering. Yeah. <laughs> Tiffany's had a big day. <laughs> okay, so this is a 5.5 Dico Hotels um, with Nelson Solvang. So it's like a blend. I, like Ooh. I said, triple crossing. Like Tiff and I just, like, it was funny. When we met with, his name Scott was the owner and brewer. He said he didn't have time to meet with us. Uh, to do a podcast, he only had enough time to do a tour. And by the time, the amount of time we spent with him, we literally drank every single beer uh, they had on tap. Um, we and a tour, we could have done a podcast in that same amount of time, but it was yeah. okay. So we went through everything. We we looked around the brewery, and I was just impressed with everything. From they had this stout that just tastes like liquid brownie batter, and I couldn't review it because it wasn't they didn't have a name for it, and it wasn't oh. coming out for another couple of weeks. Yeah, I saw it after the fact. The bottle was beautiful. It was just one of the best I've ever had. Like that Pilsner was one of my favorites I've ever had. I'm just like in love with this brewery. Um, so I'm very happy that we got to bring this one back and uh, get you guys into it. So Delta with Nelson, get in your Dico. Let's do it. Good lord! So it's like, see that body? That's what I Oof. what I describe as chewy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm just gonna check if I reviewed it real quick. Is what we're talking. Oh my god! Isn't that bomb? Yeah. Do you, do you fuck with this style? Yeah. Yeah. I like this, the the these barrel aged like. They just like I don't know what to say. Like I, love I feel this. like I, I I feel like Nelson was a good choice for this one because <laughs> yeah, you got the bottom, you got the the hazy. At the yeah, bottom. yeah. His is his is a bit, even a bit thicker and chewier than ours. Yeah, tick 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 guys. Um, Nelson was a good choice for this one because it like, because, like because it's got that like, like like that white grape thing going on. The white grape is exactly what yeah. it's supposed to be. It's uh Ooh, there's even a bit of uh, like there's a bit of like stinky funk on the uh, like on the nose. Dealt with Nelson. Okay, I did review it. What did I say? Glorious. Okay. Mixed fermentation. So and it says it's got the orange blossom honey. So mm. and look, to be fair, I had it in the context like from there, like all the way to there. Like what's that? Like ten beers. Reviewed plus a couple others he gave me he couldn't like in one spot I was like fucking no I'm just laughing at this one because I remember well, commenting no on this one that it just looks like your hand is turned into a beer yeah. mug <laughs> oh, look there's like, my comment right yeah. there <laughs> so I got this one they had there's a name for it it's like a oh Luca side pull tap L U K R and it basically it's kind of like a nitro and it, they have to pour it in a oh, come on, I really did, I was driving that day so I did not need this much beer. But in a in a big like kind of like a half stein almost yeah really. yeah and the way I'm holding it because I'm taking the picture like the selfie it looked like you couldn't see my fist and it's like the hand disappeared into the beer mug so it's kind of like Iron Man but beer man <laughs> I love it 
fucking ridiculous. This is fire, bro. Yeah, this is great. I love it. Um, <sighs> glorious, eh? Yes. Yeah, so great. these next four, we got the next four beers we have are all like um, bottles. Man, there's a bunch I just brought back from that same trip, actually. There's this one. They got something else from uh, Vermont, something else from Philadelphia, and then something from Toronto to wrap it up. Yeah. So we have a brand new segment that we want to start releasing on video. So we're going to start it here on the podcast, and it's called Let's Argue. So to be fair, we stole it from Anthony Fantano from Needle Drop Shasta Uber. Uh, we actually got to um, hang out with Anthony in two, 2011. Notion and I, my brother, we went to South by Southwest. We first moved here. We went to a panel on YouTube. So as you can imagine, YouTube was a lot smaller in 2011. And he was just this dude who was a music reviewer and he was talking about how to grow on YouTube and stuff. And we talked to him afterwards because we go to festivals, to a conference and you want to go talk to the person um, on the panel and stuff. We talked to him, we hung out with him at shows later. He was Mac. We even put us in his vlog. And then as it got, he's like the biggest music reviewer on YouTube by far. Like people give him shit all the time. He was like awesome to us. Really cool guy. So he has a segment where he just posts on on Twitter. He's like, let's argue. Give us your most controversial takes. And then we're going to argue about it. And he will go and he'll just like, it'll be like a a statement, which is sort of what we have here. We're going to start with three different ones. Uh, And basically we're going to just sort of debate maybe both sides of it or just see how we feel. Maybe we agree with it. Maybe we don't. We'll see where it goes. So the first one is the haze craze is over. The short answer is no. Not a fucking chance. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, tell us your thoughts on why. So I will. So I will tell you my thoughts on it, and it, like, and I do kind of have it in my head because this was one, like, one of the blog posts that I, uh, like, that I wrote. My sec, my, like, my second post was. Uh, Ooh, the, it was what, like, was our classic style. Uh, like, it, it kind of related. It was our classic styles getting lost in the haze. Yes. Um, I, I, okay, so I guess it's, no, I, it's 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 related, but it's not, uh, but it's not exactly the same. But anyway, um, no, I don't. I don't think Hayes is going anywhere. I think, like, why? So I, I like. I think it's just kind of it. Like, it's one of those things that. Um, like beer trends can kind of go in a couple of ways. I think one way that it can go is like, okay, here's like, here's kind of a new, like a new thing, like like that's different, which like, which kind of is interesting for a little while, but then kind of peters out. Yes. Like an example of that, like I think that's kind of what happened like to brood IPAs. Yeah. yeah, you see, you already knew where I, I was did, going yeah. with that. Um, but like with so, like with so many other things in beer, though, like the styles had to start somewhere, right? Correct. And I think. Like I think hazy IPAs basically just kind of evolved, like evolved into their own style. Yes, they did. It's like, and it's one of those things that has been continuous, like continuously popular, basically since its inception. I think mm-hmm. um, that, like, I and there's that. like, it, and it's continued to have like to have that kind of popularity. Like, it's not a like, it's not a fad. It's not going to disappear. I think it's just. An evolution of the uh, like of the style, yeah, of indie pale ales. Yeah, yeah, uh, I would agree. I think one reason to support that that it is not dead is the addition of um, New England IPAs to official like World Beer. I'm not sure if the World Beer Awards or like GABF things like that. Like, yeah, any beer judging 
things like all the the BJCP, I believe, they actually added a formal definition of what a New England IPA is. Yeah. I feel like that says it all, the fact that it's a style that was sort of invented over the last three to five years. I'm not too sure exactly. Um, and it's now an official style. And there was more um, in New England IPAs. I can't speak for 2019, but 2018, when we went to GABF, there was more uh, New England's um, what's the word? submitted to GABF for awards than I think than any other style, almost combined. It yeah. was absurd. Yeah. Um, Everywhere I go, it's the, the the main beer that most breweries are pushing. And look what uh, like and look what we saw at Liquid Arts even, uh, like which had uh, like, which had breweries from um, like like from around Canada, even uh, the, like outside Ontario, from the US, from Europe, for, uh, like from um, the, the, like, uh, they were, like from Australia, from Asia, everywhere. Um, like, Everyone was doing it. Ninety percent of what like. I would say 90% of what was there was haze. Yep. And for good reason, because that's what people want. I think another reason why it's not dead is that every part of the world moved in its own time. Yep. Quebec is behind most of Canada. Quebec is only picking up on the haze now with Bar Canada over the last, what, two years? Mm-hmm. And now Masorum over the last two months. Yep. Uh, even, you know, uh, breweries like Pub Brewski have a fantastic uh, New England. They just installed their new system. Next week is their uh, launch of all their new beers. I think that's amazing. Uh, they're probably going to have a bunch of hazy joints. Yep. And so- some of the and some of the older uh, breweries in Quebec have started brewing what they're calling New England IPAs. A lot of them aren't. Basically, reluctantly, I think <laughs> some of them have straight up told me they're doing because they have to. And yeah, they, they didn't, and they're like, but it has to be balanced. I'm like, you're talking about balance in the sense that like you're moving away from what the style really is, just to have everything even. Yeah, and it's not what it's it's supposed to be ridiculous on one side. Yeah, that's what the style is. Exactly. I don't ever test it with them because who am I to do that? But yeah, yeah that's yeah, generally no. The, like like certain like certain of these breweries have been around for long like for long enough to like to the point that like. There's no need to question them on it, and and, and they also don't need to, um, like you know, I don't think they need New England IPAs to stay in the game. Like they like they've, no, they, they, they like they've got a proven track record in like in yeah. what they've been brewing for the last 10, 15, 20 years. Like, why bother? So it, yeah. so you know the fact that they don't make a New England IPA in the like in the way that I want a New England IPA to be made doesn't really make a difference not to me i mean they can do it maybe they got some fans that will dig it maybe they won't it is whatever but there's no need to do it because you feel like you have to i think exactly a bit silly but even if you look at other places like australia they've typically been behind even you know canada's behind the states australia's been behind uh, both countries but seeing them like the new england's just i i keep really close tabs on australia now and with the scene and like i'm seeing tons out there like it's out of control so i feel like everywhere in the world is hitting it slowly i bet Pretty much anywhere you go, I bet like maybe South America seems a little more traditional in their beer stuff, but I bet if you go to different places, there'll be you'll find some New Englands. I bet if you go to Asia, you'll find some. I bet if you go to and I bet and and I've noted that um, that like like that Europe is kind of moving in that direction as well, and it kind of like and it kind of Mm -hmm. um, it's been like it's been a little bit uh, like behind North America, kind of in the way that Quebec has been has been a bit behind. Um, Like when I was in um, um, when I was in Italy a couple of years ago. Um, a couple of the beer bars that I went to that that had Italian craft beers were like like you know they had uh, like what they were calling New England IPAs and, and like like and, well they, they were hazy but like the uh, but like the hot presence wasn't uh, wasn't quite there it right. was uh, like it, it was hitting some of the notes but not uh, like but not quite all of it and it's definitely not what is widely available in the scene right um, however when I was in Barcelona. 
and the, the, like, like I had some things from a like from a couple of Spanish breweries, like um, Mad Brewing from uh, from Madrid and um, um, Garage Brewing, which okay. is, like, which, yeah, which, which is another one in Barcelona. They were at uh, they were at Liquid Arts. That's very wide. Like like they're brewing some pretty decent haze. Right. So, so like, like and, and we even saw at Liquid Arts that there are European breweries that are brewing some really good haze. Oh yeah. And, in, and like and, and like and there's some in the UK that which are brewing some good fire. Oh yeah, UK kill Cloudwater just out of control verdant. Yeah. yeah. Um on the Polo, Mikella, yeah, out in like Europe and stuff. Oh like, yeah, Scandinavia is killing it. Like they like they are the like they're in a whole other world there. A whole other game. Yeah. So I think we can unequivocally say I don't think there's much. I don't think there's much of an argument here. <laughs> no, I think it's just from people who just don't fuck with it, and they just sort of like the haze craze is about to be over, and they want to get rid of it, and it's not going to work. Not a chance. So not a chance. Good luck with that. <laughs> so right. I think that one. I think that one's decided. Yeah, that one's like covered, covered. All right. So the second question in our let's argue is Nathan from Nathan Does Beer. Lactose is here to stay. Huh. Okay, lactose. so I wonder if that's a good lactose. Lactose and beer. So what do you do? You get like a milk cap. Do you like lactose? Beer. I mean, that's all right. Yes, I mean it's like cocoa pops. You put that shit in there. Like have it with your rice krispies. Like fucking uh, yes, it's here to stay. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Um, I don't even know. You're, I, okay, so I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what I think. You might be mad at me. Ooh, and, and, let's like, do and, it. and this is like, like, I mean, this is kind of the point of let's argue, right? How if it'd be and, kind of okay, now, 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 I'm not expressing a preference here because let, 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 let's not forget founders of Team Lactose all day sitting right here on this couch. And by right the way, now. it's also it's a, it's a Team Pumpkin account essentially. Until, yes, uh, yes, Team the Pumpkin. End of pumpkin. Pumpkin spice latte. Is side note. Life. Side note. Pumpkin beers are not going anywhere. Pumpkin beers are not going anywhere. Not pumpkin going spice anywhere. latte. Pumpkin spice everything are not going anywhere. Ugg boots, infinity scarves, they're not going anywhere. In case you're listening, Mike Burton at Beer Mostly. I don't think he was. Yeah, no, but just in case, someone will tell him. Someone will tell him. Um, yeah, pumpkin beers are not going pumpkin anywhere. Life. Fucking deal with it. <laughs> well said, sir. Continue. Okay, but yes, let's go back to lactose. lactose. Um, so. You know I you know I love me a milkshake IPA. You sure do. I the, the, like I, I don't think I have to prove that. Um, Not to me. What I think, like whereas I can unequivocally say that haze is not going anywhere, I don't know that I would say that as confidently about with, lactose period or about maybe no. Okay, yes, yeah, so, so this is my clarification. Cool. Lactose, I don't think is going anywhere. Okay. I think it will scale back. I think milkshake IPAs. Will probably fade away, like to like no one does it, or just very few people. Do I think it. very like even fewer than right now. I agree. Like 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 it's going to peter out to the point that the one like like the ones who are doing it and doing it really well, will like will probably keep doing it. Like for as long as Bellwoods is around, they'll probably keep making milk sharks, and I hope they do. Damn right, they're everything. Yeah. Um, I think it's the kind of thing that breweries as a whole will not be putting out a milkshake IPA just cause. I agree with that. Um, and I think that, uh, I think that it's going to start, like, it's going to be a thing that you don't see as regularly as, like, as right now. 
Right. I, I think so too. It's good. Like it's going to be more of a fringe style than uh, than a uh, like, like than a one that people are making because it's hyped. Could you equate it to maybe like the haze, like New England, like for example the the breweries who are making New England IPAs for the fuck of it. Maybe they're not into it or whatever. Do you think? No, I wouldn't even um, equate it to that. No, I wouldn't even equate it to that because I think that um, like even less. I think yeah, I think even less because I think a hazy New England IPA is one like is one of those ones that is so popular that in most markets Quebec is a bit of an exception. In most markets, people want it enough that most breweries will have at least one hazy IPA. Okay, but in regard with regard to milkshakes, not so much. Breweries don't have to have a milkshake IPA. To like you know to uh, like to be popular, okay, that's fair. That's true. And I like and I'm making this uh, like and I'm not saying that breweries necessarily have to have hazy IPAs in like in order to bring in good business. Um, but this comes back to a point that I mentioned in that blog post: is that if you are not brewing a hype style like a hazy IPA, you need to be all that much better. At the other, like at the other styles that you're brewing, that's completely valid. So, so so coming back to what we were talking about, I think that haze is something that most like new breweries will like will still continue uh, continue to do Mm -hmm. um, because people are looking for that. Yep. The same cannot be said of milkshake IPAs. I think that is fair, and I think even more like. And you probably agree with this more. I've had probably more bad milkshake IPAs or lactose IPAs than I've had good. Yep, I would agree with that, and that's unfortunate. I would absolutely agree with that. that. Once again, not saying that, but when they're good, they're fucking everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, I don't think they'll be as popular. I feel like they'll probably fade away. I, the only thing I think we have to keep in mind with lactose is that milk stouts have been around since like I believe the first one was like 1908 or something. Yeah, and and like we said, like there's a big distinction between. Is lactose going to disappear, or a milkshake IPA is going to disappear? Yeah. Because I think even lactose as an ingredient, um, not even just in milk stouts, but in uh, like, but even a the, like, there are certain lactose IPAs that I wouldn't necessarily even classify as milkshake IPAs because they don't have like either the vanilla or coconut that uh, like you know that that is usually giving them that you consistency that. of a milkshake. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like you know. It's an like, but it's still a complementary ingredient in like you know in the mouthfeel or whatever, um, like in whatever they happen to do. It's going to be an ingredient that will continue to be used, but it will not necessarily be the highlighted ingredient, which is in, right. like which is kind of what the milkshake IPA thing went to. I think that's really true. One thing I noticed, uh, we were talking to uh, Kevin at Masorum today, and he was saying that people have their bottle. Yeah, while we're we definitely here, should. Right? He was saying that. Um, they have been accused of putting lactose in their, their hazy IPAs, uh, and they do not. They've only just dropped their two lactose beers recently. One was today, and one was like a stout last week. Yep. Uh, another thing they've done is uh, Mr. Banks in Melbourne, good mate, shouts to Chris, he told me that they put a little bit of lactose in some of their hairs, just to give it a bit of sweetness, a bit of body. Whoa. Fuck. Whoa. Nope. Oh, no, 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 you're, no, you're okay. You're okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, I'm which can water happen. while you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, that. go do it. So this one here, this is something a little different. This is um, 
We picked this up from Zero Gravity. This is a, uh, it's called Route 2 Saison. It's a collab with Allagash, and my understanding, it's bottle conditioned, uh, open, what's it called? Open fermented, mixed fermentation, a cool ship. Um, you know, chucked in a fucking thing like a laugh and just let it, let it go, mate. Um, Allagash are the gods at this stuff. They make a lot of, uh, really, really great Belgian beer. Um, oh, let me take the photo. Sorry, Rich, before I pass it on. Um, so I've actually been quite amped to get this one in me. Yeah, hold that up. There we go. There you go, Dicko. Thank you. Um, can you, I'm just going to take a piss because I'm actually been fucking gagging the whole time. Uh, do you want to just talk through the, 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 the nose? I'll be really quick. Yeah, sure. So. Let him know. Let him know, Nate. Okay, so a little bit of light foam. Can I see that bottle back for a second? Thank you. Okay, so we've got Belgian farm, uh, Belgian farmhouse saison. So this is, yeah, with zero gravity and Allagash. So we've got Vermont and Maine here. So let me, if I take a sip, he's gonna be really mad at me. Better wait. Yeah, so we got a bit of, so we got a bit of light funk. Um, it's a bit cloudy. We've got a tiny bit of sediment in there as well. Um, it's definitely got uh, like got high carb because as we saw when we popped that open, um, we did have uh, we did have a bit of pop there. It didn't uh, it didn't bubble over, but we've still got some some bubbles fizzing through there. Maybe a bit uh, like a bit vinous. It's hard to tell. Um, we'll see when we when we crack into it. Um, I'll pass that back there. Nice. We're talking to yourself on a podcast, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You're you're better at it than I yeah, am. It's very strange. <laughs> All right, what's the ABV? I think we look. I guess it's the one that we had to look up. I think it was six five. Oh, six five. I'll write this down. Um, I don't get any. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's bubbly. Yeah, that is bubbly. Yeah. Jeez. Ooh, that, okay, so that's got some bubble gum on it there. Yeah. That's not um, so. Bubblegum is one of those flavors that, like, I hear people is it a bad thing or a good describe. Thing? Um, I'm not a big bubblegum guy, so it's not uh, like it's not my favorite flavor. But uh, it's one of those things that, like, I've hear I've heard people describe in beer before, but one of those ones that I've never really tasted myself. Yeah, there's not. You know how that happens. That. You know how that, that yeah, happens like, sometimes. It's like bubble. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bubblegum is actually uh, one one that I not particularly uh, you wouldn't see very often at all. Yeah, but but I've heard people describe like certain saisons that way, um, and, and and other like Belgian farmhouse ones. But this is one that I like. I definitely tasted immediately in this. Yeah, I can get that. I wonder if it's a bad thing. I think it's um a cool ship. I have to like look that up. Um, I like that it's a collab with Allagash. I think that's really really cool because these guys are like the gods with this stuff. So they were super excited to to do it. Um, the collab that they were telling, like we walked, went on a tour with uh, Jake from Zero Gravity, took us around, and he was telling us about this one, and they were pretty amped about it. Um, ooh. To be honest, it's hard to drink because of that. It's like just so bubbly. Yeah. Yeah, it's like sharp bubbles, I guess. Um, it's kind of like, it's mellow. Yep. 6.5, it seems almost a little strong for sort of... Uh, what it what it for like feels a, like for, it for like be. a light carb one yeah like, like it almost um, has the mouthfeel of a grisette. 
Yeah, I can see that. You know, still got a little bit of that chewiness, but I can see that. I'm not much. getting the chewiness. I'm getting more like a like I'm getting more like a light, high carb uh, thing going on. Yeah, it makes me think of a grisette more than anything. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind it. I'm not in love with it. It's it's not bad. Yeah, I, like it's it, like it's probably uh, like an excellent version of what it is, but I think it's just not my style. Yeah, it's not really for me. I mean, this is kind of like a saison tisk on that. Ooh, what's the spice in that cookie that you got there, Tiff? I'm having a pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Yeah, you are. That Craig purchased in me. Like, yes, I baked that. that. All you had to do was take it out of the you packet and spice? bake it. Yes. Doesn't yeah, matter yeah. what it you're was. I was stocking it up. That's how obsessed you are. But pumpkin yeah. spice everything. All day. All day. Yeah, this is cool. It's, it's not the greatest thing in the world for me, but I just, I like the concept that it was like, Allegash seemed to be a really cool brewery. Yeah. I love the, Tiff and I always talk about their, um, branding, their branding, their photos, their, their Instagram, like their, their marketing online is just brilliant. They're like the, the fucking, um, quality. Yeah. What was I going to say? They're like the, ba- the, the pinnacle. Like they just wanted some of the best. Like we would always recommend them to breweries or any clients like, Look as, like as like an ace example. Yeah, man. Like their photography is just exceptional. The way they interact with the community, the way they work with other content creators and photographers and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just it's exceptional. Mm. I'm like I, we we love love Allagash. Um, oh, that's why I had this glass. Eh? This was a little for the other one, but maybe we can keep that for the start at the end. Yeah. Um, so okay, we have one more. Let's argue, and then we have got a couple more beers to drink, and we're good. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Are let's you, get to but, it. But are you ready? Get to it. All right. So, this one is the kind of uh, the interesting one for us. The next let's argue point is contract breweries do not care about craft beer, which I've heard many many people say before. Yeah. Um, Tbh, I can it's see a why. Wi- it's a widely discussed and uh, like and kind of touchy topic particularly in Ontario I think particularly Ontario I've never seen anywhere like Ontario it's such an interesting place yeah um they most certainly are very particular about um contract brewing yeah um Tiff can you let Rich through sorry well, sorry, Nick. Um, the, 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 so, sorry, I, I interrupted you. You were, you, you were saying, like, like to, to be honest, you get why people think that? No, I absolutely get why people think yeah. that because, okay, so let's look at the the devil's advocate. Let's agree with it. Well, if you look at this, certain companies, uh, like I can even say names, someone like Ace Hill. Yep. They get brought up a lot in Ontario. Yep. They are, um, uh, they make beer via contract. Uh, they are a restaurant group, a bunch of restaurant owners from one group is this my understanding I may be incorrect please correct me if I'm wrong but this is what I have read I've read a few articles about it and I've heard I'm not saying this in a negative way this is just like the, the facts of that they're a restaurant group who um, uh, came together to make product um, they were putting it in their all their restaurants that's weird restart yeah it must be just on an install um, in all their re- in all their it's not even restaurants like bars and pubs and stuff like that and uh, they've done so well with it. They landed the porter contract. Yep. Um, they are making s- ciders and Radlers and like some other non-beer products. So mm-hmm. essentially, they're making alcoholic products that they're able to distribute through that. I think that's how they started it. And then it seemed to work. They came out at a time with another brewery, another contract brewery in Lost Craft. They both had very attractive cans. 
Yeah, um, they, they very often got compared because of that reason. Way too often. Yeah, because that was when we sort of came, started making some noise in ourselves when we got caught up in it all at the same time because Lost Craft are our friends. Yeah. So they got compared because their cans were sexy. Ontario, and, and look, not even, fuck, that's not even fair to pick on Ontario. Ca- beer cans and beer labels and stuff in Canada, like, sucked up until the last five years or so. Yeah. Um, that's probably even being generous. Um, well, it, Ace Hill and, and Lost Craft came out at the same time with these white cans, these yeah. really attractive labels that different people who typically weren't targeted by craft beer were starting to drink it. So that people call them, I'm so sorry to keep cutting you off. No, it's okay. People call them like a marketing company. Right. They, they have been accused of, of, when I say they, I'm talking Lost Craft, Ace Hill, all those type of other contract ones, particularly those ones because they went for high volume and they were very aggressive uh, early on. Uh, and we're again we're very often lumped into the same group together. they very much were when they're very different companies and people yeah. realize that now with yeah. the fact that Lost Craft is opening their own brew pub and stuff Shasta Shaman but even Legend. before that even before that I think I, like I think even more in the like in the last year year and a half two like two years like there's been an acknowledgement of the fact that Lost Craft is not Ace Hill no and correct the, it took a couple years though it did Oh, it absolutely did. This is 2016 when this was all going down. So it definitely took a couple of years for people to understand they're not the same company. Yeah. Um, I can't see someone like Acel opening a brew pub. It's not in their brand. No, I don't, I, I, I don't think it's that's... a product for them? I don't think that's anywhere in their business plan. No. So people call... The thing that kind of pissed me off, people call them like a marketing company. Now you can... Because they think they're just somebody who are like, all right, well, I'm going to pay Brunswick or Common Good or Cool or, who, or Junction to brew my beer for me. And then all I'm going to do is market it. Yeah. I'm a marketing company. I don't know shit about beer. I'm going to fucking put pretty girls in the pictures. I'm going to go and like put part, you know, sponsor parties and sponsor events and, and get people drinking the beer. So people were accusing them of being marketing companies. Now, yeah. was Lovecraft a marketing company? Like, it depends how you can define that. Like, I wouldn't... There, I think, how can you define it? Because the thing was craft, the, the question here is craft beer, sorry, contract, it's been a long day. Contract breweries don't care about craft beer. So if you can define don't care, I would, I would argue someone like Ace Hill doesn't really care about beer. I, we probably wouldn't have them on the podcast because I don't think yeah. they care about beer. They are, it's, beer is a commodity for them. It's a product that they can sell and they can make money from it. Yeah. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just now craft beer has a community and has a culture that comes with it. Uh, Lost Craft do care about craft beer. They're making sure the beers are quality. They're, they're uh, hiring high quality, uh, high quality, like brewers are ma- that they use and the contact breweries are make, you know, Brunswick is one of the best. They have the fucking, the dude from La Trap is their head brewer yeah. who controls everything. And he's not fucking around. That's a trappist brewery. Like that is like the most stringent control some of the most stringently controlled beers in the world. Yeah. So they really care about beer by going through them. Um, they're making sure they're in the right places. They're making sure they're in the LCBOs. Basically, Lost Craft are a gateway brewery. Ace Hill arguably are as well, unintentionally. But I think Lost Craft are intentionally being that. The fact now they're opening a brew pub, they care about the community. They care about Toronto. They care about making fun beers in an environment that's similar to like La Spas Public, kind of same size. Yeah. I went to the place that they're um, going to be... Um, you know, f- purchasing and fitting out, and I think it's it's fantastic. I'm excited for him, 
And it's very different. You speak to him. If you take the time to speak to him, you take the time. I'm sure if you took the time to speak, I've seen interviews with they still do. Don't they? they don't really seem to care about it. And that's okay. They don't have to care. But you can't lump them all together because yeah. that's two so, examples that are very different. Sorry, now it's just, No, that's okay. So, yeah. And sorry if I was cutting you off. Not even at all. Um, so, how Canadian the, is that? They're just constantly apologizing. Fuck. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're, you're so Canadian now. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> uh, so, so ultimately, and I think you'll probably agree with this, like the question, uh, like, so the statement, uh, like, like brewers contract, don't, contract brewers don't, you know, like, don't care about craft. Yes. That is not something that can be answered because by a very wide margin, like all contract brewers are not equal. Like, like it, there's, Facts. there is such a wide range of uh, like of business plans, of attitudes toward craft, on quality, on mm. like on um, like on so many like on so many other things. Um, so like so that is not a statement that can be addressed with a yes or no, like with a yes or no, because facts contra- like all contract is like is not the same. No. Like Lost Craft is not Ace Hill. No, um, like Shahan's business model is completely different from that of I would say most like most contract brewers because and Shahan is very much a special case. Yes. Um it like, has to be up there with him. As yeah, well. yeah, no no that yeah, that's an excellent point and like cuz they've um they because they've, they've, they've been in contract for like for quite a while and are yes. opening up their own Nick space too. Again. But um but Lost Craft is a very like is a very is a very independent example because you know, you hear a lot about how the margins in contract are so slim. Yes. Um, that that like, it's not a sustainable business model. And I, like, and I think for the most part that's true. Correct. Um, but most, I, like, I think most contract brewers would not be able to have lasted as long mm. um, in contract as Lost Craft has with as wide a reach as Lost Craft has. Because... They're everywhere in the province, like yeah. 400 plus LCBOs, I think. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and like, that's mainly due to Shahan being a hustler. Dude, he is the, he's the god, bro. Like, I've never seen anyone go as hard as that fucking guy. Yeah. And he put his balls on the line for this business. And oh, like, of course. And do what's been very gratifying is because we've been friends early on. We met him end of 2015, which was, we started kind of mid 2015 yeah. with the podcast. So very early on in our thing. And he's like you know sometimes people look at Simon from Les Bas he's my friend like Shahan is my friend not everyone yeah. becomes a friend so like I really I care about his success and I've seen he put everything on the line for this business and it's so cool to see people who shat on him orig- initially some Ontario beer writers completely do a 180 yeah and they're, they're, support him. they're eating crow now because they, 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 they've all uh, but they, they get they, it so many of them have, like have come around to acknowledge the success that he's had and I don't I think I'm not normal sometimes you sort of I don't know, you'd be like, yeah, fuck, see, told you. But, like, I don't even feel like that about them. I'm like, cool, man. You get it now? You see? Like, and they eat their words. And yeah. they're like, you know what? I was wrong. I see that value. And I'm like, fantastic. There's two specific sort of higher profile writers, you know what I'm talking about, that did talk a lot of shit about him. And now both of them act proactively, promote him, and congratulate him on the success. And, and I think that is amazing. No, yeah. Like, 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 there's nothing to shit on with that. Like, that's a good thing. He's brilliant. Like, 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 that, that, like, like that means he's fucking winning. Yeah, he's winning. 
And I think it's great. I think what he's doing, uh, we talk about this all the time, that contract brewers, and particularly not all contract brewers, like you said, are equal. Someone like Lust Craft are making gateway beers. Yeah. And they're so wide ranging and so wide reaching. They're, they're talking to kids in Scarborough that would never even touch craft beers from Scarborough which is the eastern suburb of Toronto for people who don't know. And it's typically, you know, people would be doing some, some parts of Scarborough pretty good. People would be drinking 40s or just shitty Labatt, Gorsan, yeah. Sport, whatever, whatever. Well, yeah, and, and, and um, Craft's whole strategy from the, like, from the very beginning and, like, if you go back to your first podcast that you, like, that you did with him, his whole thing is converting people to craft. Correct. And, like... Gateway. Uh, yeah, and... And he's doing it, and like, and that, and like, and that's the styles that he's putting out, and I think it's working. Yeah, hell yeah, it's working. There's so many people I see. I used to get people text me all the time, like, "Bro, I'm at this party. There's like every single person has a lost craft in their hand." Like, I don't get those texts no more, but it was earlier on when they were doing it. People we heavily associate. We put his beer in every one of our music videos. You know, we were really rapping for him, um, and it was cool to see that that grow because yeah. it's it's something that people in craft don't give enough credence to. Those gateway breweries allow us, allow like Tired Hands and Bellwoods and stuff to live. Yeah. Because they bring them across. My favorite right now, it's kind of slightly off topic, but my friend Vicky in Melbourne always hated craft beer. She even lived in Canada for a bit. She now hooked up with now her, her boyfriend is a craft beer dude. I told, I kept seeing she's drinking the equivalent called Carlton Draft. It's the equivalent of Molson Canadian. It's fucking garbage. Every time she posts a picture with that, I'm like, Vic, fuck dude, like stop drinking this trash. She's like, man, you know, I don't fuck with the crafties or whatever. Meets this guy, takes her to the beer festivals, um, takes her to all the breweries and stuff. And now she's hitting me up and sending me all the fucking links about breweries and stuff. And it's because like someone took her into it. I'm sure he gave her something that was kind of like um, midway, some sort of gateway brewery. Yeah. I don't know exactly what that was for her. And I'm looking forward to talking to her in person and finding out what it was. And now she's sending me stuff. And to me, that turnaround, just watching, and it's all happened since I saw her in March this year. And what is it now? October. So in the last uh, seven months. Yeah. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. So like, there has been a brewery that someone has shown her that's taken her from macro trash to now she's in. She goes, yeah, man, I love porters. I love this. And I love, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck, I love you. This is beautiful. So... I think that there's the, the the value of someone like Lost Craft who happens to be a contract, and a lot of people who are doing the 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 gateway stuff, arguably, maybe I'm pulling this out of my ass, a contract, or are they? Because is there a bricks and mortar you can go to? I mean, like someone like in Montreal Four Origins, we talked about it today. I feel like they're a gateway brewery, yeah. for, but not entirely. For the most part, once you go to Lost Craft's brewery, mm-hmm. like brew pub, they're not going to be entirely gateway, right? They're going to have gateway well, stuff I and they're even, going to have stuff for us. Too. I wouldn't even say that Four Origins is entirely gateway. I, I I don't think they're entirely gateway, but I feel like the, my friend I bumped into there, he doesn't know nothing about beer. He knows I know about beer. I feel like and they're... he was just like, I don't even know. I've never been here before. It looks pretty cool. Like, yeah. And he was just happy to try the beer. Like, I feel like their beer is not necessarily exclusively gateway. They have, like, maybe half of their stuff is gateway beers. I think their, like, their, their environment is gateway. Okay. I feel like it's pretty crafty and in, in, it's very. Tell me why you think it is. So, when I like, like, like when I say gateway environment, like when I look at a brewery and like welcoming? I welcoming, like yes. Do you think other breweries are not so welcoming? Absolutely. Such as no, no shade, but say, say what's something that's super crafty that if you're a new person, you come in. Wait, well, 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 let, let, let me finish my thought here. <laughs> oh, sorry. So the uh, like so, there are certain breweries that you'll go to and you will see 
families there. Like you, like you will see people with, uh, like you'll see people with six month old babies there. You'll see people with dogs there. You'll see people with kids there who are playing board games on uh, like on the table beside. Um, yeah, like, like, yeah. like, you know, you'll, uh, like, or you'll see, um, like, or you'll see a group of friends, uh, like, who are over playing cards, uh, like, and having, uh, like, and having beers, like, and you'll have some craft, like, and you'll have some craft beer nerds, uh, like, like, sitting at the bar as well. Mm. Like, that is a gateway environment. Like, that is a thing of, you do not have to be a craft beer person to, uh, like, to enjoy yourself there. Yes. Fair. So, so that's, that's what you're saying. So that's what I mean. It's got, like it's kind of a gateway environment. <clears throat> they got the screen with the, with the game. So yeah. it's kind of almost just like a pub. Yeah. Okay. It's like like I was saying, the whole community hub vibe. Okay. Like that's a case of if that's you can totally like if you hub. if you can go in and enjoy your time there without being a craft beer person, then that's, that's a like, like then that's a gateway environment. And because huh. and 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 if you're if you're brought in there for whatever reason because the game's on. Or like, or because you feel comfortable bringing your kids there, and like that could be enough to get you into craft beer. Hmm. That's that's fair. Okay, we've kind of swung really off topic from the whole we contract kind of <laughs> thing right now. Um, so Good to bring it back. Yes, yeah. So, so let's bring contract it back. Bros. So, so like, so, so we've talked a lot about Lost Craft and uh, and Ace Hill. Um, two other examples that come to mind of um, contract successes, in my opinion. Um, left field. They were a contract. Yes, they were. They were like, like they were a contract, and like I think they're now widely regarded as one of the best in Ontario. Facts. They're probably top three to top five. Top yeah. Five. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like they, they like they started as contract, and they told that whole story when they like when they were on uh, the, like the episode of the podcast that you did episode with them. Eighty. Um, like they were like they started contract brewing out of Grand River, I think, and uh, like and maybe a couple of others as well. And a few places. Um, yeah. But yeah, and <clears throat> like and they brew some of the best shit in Ontario right now. Facts. Um, and like and they've got a fantastic brick and mortar facility in Toronto right that's um, a great point that is that craft brewer who a contract brewer who clearly gave a shit about craft beer yeah what was the second one that you had yeah but yeah, yeah so so the, the question was do they give a shit about craft like could anyone ever argue that lost uh, that, <laughs> like, like that left field doesn't give a do shit that. about craft like are you kidding me right yeah it's like come on so yeah yeah um but the second example overhop patty tatiana like 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 They've um like they've been contract for like for the entire time so far and uh, in they, two they, provinces yes in two they're provinces the like like they like again like like they work so hard they work so they, hard they kill it yeah like, like Patty Tatiana Ricardo and the uh, like in the and um, um, and, and what's fuck. the he's the the brewer I don't know why I'm having a blank his name starts with R as well God damn it it'll come to me. Yeah, you'll think of it. Yeah. Um, like, uh, but, but anyways, like, like they're the nicest people, and they work uh, like, and they work so, so hard. But yeah, like, they like, like they're in the market in Ontario, and they're in the LCBO mm-hmm. now. Like, yes, like they, 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 they like, they've got hazy in the LCBO, um, <clears throat> and they're in. Uh, they brew at Oshlag here, and they've yep. got uh, their stuff all over the province. And yeah, and, and like, and they've got a, and they've got a bunch more here because they, like, cause they Cause they're based cause out they're, of here. Too, yeah, because they're because uh, they're based out of here. Because you know, there's there's Hazy and One Love and yes. uh, uh, the Mad Manu, Mad Manu, um, and um, and Black the Black uh, Dark, Forest, Dark Hop. Dark Dark Hop. Oh, Dark Hop is the Black IPA. Yeah, they got the um, the, the Q Cascade, the like the series with the single hop series. Yeah. But uh, the Hop Man, yes, and and to come like and to come back around like. 
they give a shit about their beer. They say. Like, like they like they like they take so much pride in their so product. Much. In Brazil, there almost is no brick and mortar breweries, and there's something to do with right. legality. Everyone is contracted. Yeah. So yeah, like they, they came from there, they brought their brands over, and they can't like. Y'all don't know. Like, there are also some people, they're our friends. Yeah. Uh, Tiff talks to Patty all the time. There's some really good news coming up from them soon. Um, I'm excited for them, and they, they bleed for this stuff. Man, they put everything on the line for this. Like, yeah. I want them to win so bad. So do such I. And, you know, like, you know how it's cool when we're saying they're wonderful people, when everybody you know every time I meet, I'm like, oh, you know, the, oh, my God, they're the best. Yeah, it's like, everyone, like, like every, everyone who knows Patty or, Ta- like, or Tatiana, like, they all love them. They're the best people. Yeah. Rich is a big fan of, uh, of both of them. <laughs> big fan, big fan. <laughs> no, they're, no, they're the best. Like, like they they love their craft. No, they really do. They love their craft. Another example, which is one of my favorite, aside from them, I know they have aspirations of a physical brewery. Is Avant Garden Jukebox. They started yes. brewing. We interviewed them on episode thirty eight or thirty nine of the podcast so early early on at when they, Sean was the uh, main brewer for Arschlag, who included brewing his own beers. Uh, they were brewing out of there, and um, Renault had done um, uh, jukebox a little earlier, and um, oh, we're doing the we're doing the big dog. Well, we and gotta now get they've on to got it, their man. own. Uh, they got their own brewery. Uh, well, yeah, we were just there today. We were just there today, and I'm so proud of them. And man, their space is great. It's beautiful, man. It's so nice. This is a beer that I've been super excited about. Uh, this is Tired Hands Shambolic. So uh, when I went to oh, is your um, glass been rinsed? Yeah, I rinsed mine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we went to Tired Hands in uh, Philadelphia, Ardmore, Philly, or Ardmore, Pennsylvania, really, um, in July on the way to Virginia, and they had a store, and I was like, well, I didn't re- They had all these shelves, all of these bottles, and there were so many. They are all, like, mad expensive. Why did you pour while Okay, you go take a tinkle. So I picked this one because it's a peach, apricot, and cacao juice spelt saison. Uh, I'm not too sure. All fermented in oak. I don't know what the ABV is. I don't know why. Oh, it hopped heavily with Simcoe. I don't know why fucking American brewers don't want to put ABVs on their damn uh, bottles, but they just don't, Rich. I don't know why. Why? I don't know why. Can you tell me why? Wish I could. I wish I could. So, but tight hands, from what I understand, they... Uh, Their hands are too tight. Come here and take the photo with me. Sorry to demand you and tell you just the walkies pick up Nate's beer there. I'm going to give you the bottle and then you can do it, right? Cool. Everyone say hi to Rich. How you doing? Good, man. I feel like you should be on the podcast one time. Maybe one day. Maybe one day? Oh, that's pretty. Yeah, it's nice, right? Have you heard of Tide Hands? No. Do you know what they invented? Milkshake IPAs. Ooh! I like them. How you feel about that? I feel... Yeah, that's magical. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Tis a little sleepy. Jeez. It's been a long day. Okay. She's up early. She's holding it down. So this, yeah, isn't it interesting? Cacao juice. Are you is Tiff having any, or she's not really having any at this point? No, I'm sliding. She's in and out. Okay. Well then, uh, this should be like. Why do I matter though? (laughs) Because I love you, and I feel like I know, but I want you to have the beers too because I think you're important. You're an important human being. Do you want some? This is tied hands. Sip. Sip. Little tied hands. Yeah, just take a little sip. So peach, apricot, cacao juice. Cacao juice is an interesting concept. I don't even know what that would entail as far as, like, does it taste like chocolate? No, I haven't had it yet. I know, I know, so Tiff's just said to, well, you know what, Rich? You're the man, get in here. 
Well, that's lit. No, it right. doesn't really taste like chocolate. No, it doesn't taste like chocolate at all, thank God. It's delicious, though. Yeah, right? I like it. It's, uh, I wonder what the ABV is. Once again, I have no clue. So, like, peach apricot. Can you taste the peach and apricot? Definitely the apricot. Mmm, it's tangy. Sorry, Nate. Me and Rich started drinking. That's all right. Get in you. Peach, apricot, cacao juice. Mmm. Hmm. Definitely funky. I don't get anything. I don't know what cacao juice would taste like at all. Neither do I. The concept I, I, I've is got like, no baseline for that. Like I'm, is, I'm is getting it like crushed cacao, but like I don't know. Like is that just cacao juice chocolate? I don't know. Like I don't even know. I didn't really understand what it too. I saw, I saw a little like you can get by this appliance that like makes chocolate for you in like two hours. You get the cacao. I'm not sure if it's the nibs like you get them shits. But it basically like separates them and presses them and takes all the shit out of them and makes chocolate for you. Hmm. Sort of on Twitter. Twitter's a wonderful app. You should try it. <laughs> I'm getting some yeah, like, like some tartness, like uh, like the stone fruit, the stone fruit pit tartness. Yeah, I get that. Like you yes, know, how, like, yes. like, you, like you know how it's a kind of, like, like the kind of thing that you get a lot more tartness when they include like when they include like the peach or apricot pits. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about when you like, especially when you're eating an apricot and you're eating on the pit and you get that. Yeah, makes your face like fuck up. Yeah. So it's like grassy or something. It's kind of crazy. And spelt, whatever spelt brings to the table. Spelt, I guess, is some other sort of green. So I remember looking that up at some point because they, they, like there was another one that ha that, they, that I had that had spelt in it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a grain of some kind, but I don't remember the specifics of it. No, that's fair. But oh, I like. Now, it was who, like it, who is this again? It's a um, tired. Like oh, what? Oh, it's tired hands. Tired okay. Hands out. So they had like so many bottles on the show. I didn't know what to do. And they were like all like 20 bucks US a pop. I'm like, ah, fuck, man. I just, my, I just got there. We just driven seven hours from Montreal. Yep. I didn't know what to do. And I always, if I see peach and apricot, like they're two of my favorite fruits in beer. And I was like, yeah, man. you know what? I think that was only 14 bucks because it was like a 500 ml bottle. Same as the Bellwoods bottle right there. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll get one. I was pretty excited. You know, sometimes you get too excited at breweries and you're like, all right, fuck. Because I wasn't interviewing, we were just visiting. And like, yeah, yeah. I get a little like, like what a t-shirt. I bought. I came back two or three times. Like Tiff no, was waiting happens. in the thing, and they had the milkshake. I don't know. I was just amped. Yeah, you know, no, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And they were like a metal brew. It's not even like my vibe, but yeah. their beers were just fucking fantastic. I mean, this is really cool. I want to try their like their uh, their funky. Like, I mean, they had uh, some stouts, I believe, and mostly sours and stuff, and. I would assume that the rep they had, they, they must be phenomenal. So I was like, I, I'd like peach and apricot and in one beer, like, boom, you know. Yeah, there you go. It's really good. So we came to a, um, yeah, so an to close off the, 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 like the whole, um, like the, the contract care about craft thing. Um, so we listed a lot of great examples to indicate that there are absolutely Contract, craft, like, contract, contract brewers, brewers that absolutely unquestionably care about craft that ended up as 
essentially bricks and mortar breweries, or at least they're starting to. Also, Sawdust City is one. Never forget, right. Sawdust City started as fucking contract, right. and they are Woodhouse now is about bought yeah. this stuff. There's so many examples of breweries that started brewing elsewhere to get their name out and build a brand, and then started an establishment. Yes, not all. So yes, yeah, so, so, yeah, so, that, so that's the thing. Like we li- like we listed a lot of examples of contract brewers that absolutely unquestionably care about craft. And do all of the uh, like do all of them care about craft? No. There's a bunch of ones that are out there. No, there's there's a like there's probably a good like like a decent number of like breweries that we could think of who fit that mold of the stereo like of the stereotypical um, thing that people like that people often describe when it comes to like when it comes to contract. Mm. Um, But like, I hesitate to even really like to even really give them the uh, like to give those breweries the attention of even like of even much thought or conversation and i feel that's what most people probably do you can kind of tell if yeah. you see a brewery and like you can see the way they treat it on social you can see the way they sort of handle themselves you can tell whether this is a brand or this is some people that give a shit and that have intentions to make to start a brewery to start yeah. a mix and water their own space um I was getting, we were talking about it in the car. I won't give specifics, but I was talking to Shahan from Lost Craft and he was just explaining how it works and sort of what, say, Molson or the big ones pay per liter, for example, to make beer. Yeah. And what the typical contract brewery pays to make per liter. And sometimes, even for Lost Craft, they're at the point where, because their volume is so high, they're at a point where it would really have to make sense financially for them to purchase a production brewery for them to stop contracting. Because they get, because then think about it, right? Like if you're getting high quality, if you're at somewhere like Brunswick Beer Works in Toronto, Brunswick is an exclusive contract brewery. They do make some of their own beers, but primarily they do stuff for other breweries with the brewmaster from La Trappe in Belgium and, uh, uh, now at, at the helm, which and, is pretty cool. And they're the ones that are responsible for bringing in a lot of the Scandinavian fire from Omnipolo and Lerbeek. Craft brands and, does all the stuff there. Like shit like that. Yep. Yeah. Craft Brand Co. brings all the, bring the contracts in and then they, they contract them through, um, I think I heard Lervig. Now, um, yeah, on the Polo, there's a bunch of uh, Phillips from BC. There's a few other ones. And a couple of McKellar stuff as well. Perfect. Yep. So they're doing that. So this is a very high, I've been to Brunswick as well uh, multiple times. Like done photo shoots out the back there for one of our clients who was was a contract brewer at the time, contracting out of there on the smaller scale. And it was funny. So we're like, oh, they're our client. Oh, Bench was, Bench Bench Brewery was a contract. Oh, yeah, that's right. They contracted out of there. So the interesting thing about that, if you think about the, and, and when we were there, they were like, okay, see the real big ones, they lost craft in the A's Hill. Like <clears throat> that's what, what the biggest contract was. So the, the, the three biggest clients essentially are Ace Hill, um, uh, lost craft and maybe Woodhouse now. Yeah. So I'm not sure if Woodhouse do work out of Brunswick, but if instead of having to uh, deal with, you know, paying for the rent and or mortgage, Buying all the equipment, installing the equipment, getting paying the staff, training the staff, um, all of the other, you know, the warehousing costs, all the other things that come with owning the brewery. If he's doing it such volume that it makes sense, why would you? Because I was like, oh, what are you going to do for a production brewery? Then if you're going to buy a brew pub, like that's dope. But what are you going to do for the rest of the stuff for your cans and stuff? And then he explained it to me that it was like, well, it depends. You got to do the numbers because you can't come to an investor and be like, look, 
all right, bro, right now we're paying this much, but it's going to cost 50 cents more per liter if we go and open our own space. I'm like, well, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's yeah. how it is. And I didn't know that. I just didn't think contract could even be affordable for anybody, but it can be. So it really depends on, on what it is. And people could shit on him if they the people who hate contract brew could still say he's a contract brew, but now he has a brew pub. So what is he now? Yeah. He does both. And I know it for, I've heard this before where um, some breweries will own a, a brewery space that would be bigger than the place that Lost Craft are, are going to take over. Yep. Um, and that they'll still go elsewhere to contract their flagships yep. because they don't have enough space yep. in their brewery for their own stuff and they still contract out their flagships. Mm-hmm. They do everything else themselves. Yeah. I mean, like, where, where does that, like, you know, Crooked Run, when we did them in Virginia, they were saying there was a brewery up the road. They contracted their flagship called Heart and Soul IPA. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Hazy IPA. Yeah. And they contracted it out of there and they did everything else from their other facility. Like, Well, there, there's a couple of breweries in Ottawa um, that, uh, they, like, you know, that, that, that do a bunch of their seasonal and one-off stuff in, like, in-house, but they're, like, but they do their, um, their, they're, like, their, flagship stuff had a big rig like that uh, they, like that's the thing that happens yeah big rig oh yeah I heard about that big yeah. rig killer right from what I understand they do a pretty good job I don't know enough to say okay. um, but but the fact they're a big enough place that they have the but it seems to work to yeah so it's an interesting question um, that one personally just be, I don't know because I know I, t- I sit with these people right and I yeah. talk to them yeah. I look them in the eyes and I'm like you can tell if you sit with someone for the amount of time I sit with them, like, are they full of shit or not? Or do they care about beer or not? And you know what? The, the vast one, you can tell. I think, the, I think the ultimate answer to this question is to lump all contract brewers into, uh, like, into the same basket is bullshit. It's not fair. It's, it doesn't make any sense to act like all contract brewers are the same. No, not even in any shape or form. I think it's completely unfair. Yeah. I think that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, so what we should probably do, do you want to just, should we, we're still drinking there. Should we just crack the stout in these other glasses and then we'll just quickly talk about it and we'll wrap her up. Yeah. We're sitting at, uh, two, two hours, 20. Yep. It's not bad. I expected to go for a while. So this is something I've had sitting around for probably two years or so. This is Bellwood's Satan's Broadsword, spiced Imperial Stout with ancho chili, dolce de leche and lactose, 9.9%. I've tried it before. It's fucking intense i've never had it oh my god I'm, i did have reviewed it and i'm happy that i'm splitting it with you guys bro i got so many like this is one to share for sure oh my god dude all of these beers tonight are all sharers yeah like, i'm really glad that I, we could crack into all of these different ones because like this is what you have people over for <laughs> yeah so i've been told rich there's a bunch of stuff i'm like dude like i need you to help me this uh winter to get through some of these stuff. You need to do a just, cellar clearing there. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll just do a bit by bit. I might want to do, like, a full thing because, like, they'll, like I want to still review stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 soak it up. Like, you know, some of them I bought, some of them I was given, whatever, but I don't want to, like, waste... No, no, no. ...good beer on just, like, hey, everyone, come over and fucking just crush it. Um, so this one... I just smell that. Rich, you like chilies in beer, right? I do. I thought so. Don't like super rush. I can get you another glass. Well, oh, that's probably it. fucking plenty. Well, this bro. is going to be a syrup. I'm already like, oh, I don't need, do I need that much? <laughs> Look how therapy this is. Look at it. Dark. Thank you, sir. Oh, I think I pointed too much. Doesn't matter. Rich will fix it up. Oh. Yeah. Take the pick. Yeah, yeah, we'll take the pick and then we'll figure it out afterwards. 
All right, ready? So, once again... I think I made the same face at every single one. You know what? That's exactly what the, what the ladies want to see, man. Yeah, well... 9.9%. Fucking Jesus. Ugh, you spilly. <sighs> Just... Fucking Get the lactose man. in you. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Oh my god, that is so intense. It's like syrup, That's bro. thick. Jesus Christ. Oh my god, that is like drinking sap. Yeah. Mm. Jeez, the Dolce de Leche. It's still stuck. This kicked up pretty well. I think sticky. The- it's like what, um, no, what, what year was this again? 2017, I believe. I think the chilies have the chilies disappeared. Have... Yo, that's a good point. I think they're gone. Like honestly, if you hadn't told me this was a chili beer, I don't think I ever would have guessed. The only thing I can get is like a um, a vegetal vibe. Subtle. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. But, but you like, know what? Maybe I'm thinking it because I know they're there. But that's the thing. Like, like try to think for a second. Like, take a sip and think. If you like, if you hadn't been told that there were chilies in this, would you ever have guessed there was? Hmm. There's a burn. You think? Yeah. Very subtle. Try again. I definitely feel you on the vegetal thing. It's like dark chocolate. It's bitter. This is. Maybe there's another one they did that had like. I've got oh, it's the black roses one. I think no, I you know that. what that shit was crazy. You know what I I, I do get you it. See now. that I do get it. It's now. mad subtle. I like the caramel it's, Dolce de Leche is probably pretty cool. I actually kind of like that. Like, like like it's it's very very subtle, and it comes a bit later on. I didn't even get it until like the fourth or fifth step. Yeah, it's like mad uh, mad subtle. Yep. Jesus fucking hectic man. So look, well, that's not bad. Like we did through eight beers. I was like ah. Uh, I was, wondering, I was wondering if we Tiff. were going to get through them. So was I, particularly Tiff was, uh, I think she got up much earlier than me today, so I think she kind of hit the wall earlier on there, um, so she didn't get to drink as much. I was like, oh, between four of us, if we're splitting them evenly, like, that's pretty, that's she also She also went harder today than we did. She drank more because, yeah, yeah. it was just, she was just trying to, she's, I don't know, a bit more of a champ. She, she's a trooper. She's a trooper, she did well. So, she's I, on the oil, too. She's what? On the oil, on the oil. Yeah. Oh, no, but she had only CBD because she got... It's actually like the, the oil we got. She has to legal marijuana. So Tiff wanted CBD because she's she's heard a lot about like the good things that it does. So the thing with the weed store, they don't have 100% CBD. It's like the one we got is 0.34% uh, THC and then 10 point something percent uh, milligrams, I'm sorry, um, THC. So essentially uh, CBD... Mm-hmm. Is the ten to like a third of a milligram? Right, right, right. So basically nothing. Like it's essentially. But she had it hours ago, and she had half. Yeah, I think she doesn't respond to it as well. Like basically, I've started taking it almost every night. Takes three hours to kick in. I had the older one, which was a little bit less. It was maybe three milligrams to like five milligrams CBD, and I could have like seventy-five, three quarters of like the whole little dropper thing, and it was pretty. Like I didn't really feel too much. So John, uh, our friend John, had the other one, and that one's just one-to-one. Like, it's basically, if it's five milligrams, it's five milligrams. The other one, I have less. So I was like, all right, let me take 50% then, because I know what's up. Yo, I was fucked. <laughs> I, I, it's like either the, the, the two either thing, either the brand, because it's a different brand, even though it's from the same weed store, there's only one weed store. 
the fucking the brand was different or or I got a shitty bottle of the other one and this one fucked me up. I I did it on like a weeknight and I had no intention of being that high because I had things to do. And I got through it, but I was like, oh my God. So, so now it was like I, a whole thing, yeah. Whole fucking thing, bro. So now I have uh like and I even had some of the tips the C B D one the other night. I kind of felt like I got a mild buzz from it, but I don't know. It's like because I have it almost every night, I wonder if it just like triggers and it's just like Mm. you know rolling thing where you yeah. just get a little bit but it's a nice little like subtle thing yeah. well potentially that or just like oh here is leftovers from last night hey let's kick it all back in <laughs> you know what I'm saying like in your liver but like I find yeah. it's like a nice little relaxant um, you know you can have a quiet beer and you can fucking like have a little little bit of the oil whilst I'm sort of working because we work for ourselves we tend to do most of our work at night um, and it's it's just like a nice thing Tiff found it like demotivating she was like in Australia we say CBF couldn't be fucked She's like, oh man, CBF, and then she's just like laying on the couch, like, uh. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, because I'm pretty used to it, because I do it more regularly. So for her, it affected it. So I was still trying to figure it out for her. And now I, like, I'm having like less than a quarter of that one if I'm just trying to chill. And so I actually had it a few hours ago. I'm probably just drunk. I don't really feel it at all. But the whole point is to get this like a mild sort of background thing and just kind of keep you vibing. Help you sleep a little bit. Um, you know, I'd like to do like a podcast at some point, like comparing, like, I don't know, maybe being high. I always thought it'd be interesting to do like a tasting of a beer, being high and drinking a beer and then being like not high and drinking it and then being high and drinking it either in the same night or two successive nights or something. And I wonder if there's any, like like, a lot of planning involved in that. Yeah. (laughs) And to get to an accurate point, it's not very, uh, scientific. Um, but yeah, that's it. Nate, bro, thank you so much for hanging out today, bro. I really appreciate you coming down. You're fucking man, dude. Um, genuine pleasure. I hope you had a good day today. I had a great crawl. day. Got to take you to a few new places. Yeah, give man. it a good crack. A couple of places I've been before. A couple of, like, a couple of new spots. Meet some people. Yeah. You know, hang with the Blood Brothers. Hang with Simo. You oh, know, see some folks. Fantastic. You know, have a nice little podcast and just sort of like vibe out. So hopefully we didn't talk too much shit tonight. I know we're kind of like <laughs> this chill, but when like it's the homies and people kind of expect this. You know what? Like, I think I, like I think it was a good conversation. I think like I felt it was we, pretty valid. We, like, like we talked about everything we wanted to talk about and it was just the kind of thing that like once we got on the topic we let it like we let the conversation go like play out entirely but yeah, like, like and, and you know it like it, it went in like it went in directions and like like i think that was good i think we talked it out yeah the way, like the way we needed to yeah i feel it was good we, like touched on some of the controversial stuff and you know let people know what's popping and did the little new segment which hopefully we'll be able to do some new uh new videos on later and yeah that was good let people know what you do because i wanted to we had the the, the podcast with chris which was dope because you guys really schooled us on the ottawa scene but it wasn't so much about what you do and i wanted to kind of like put the spotlight because over time and that was six months ago like you've become a real integral part of the team. And I think it's really important that like people get to know that and get to like see you and hear you and, you know, see you because they're going to be reading your voice a lot more as time goes on. And I want people to know what's popping. So basically I'd like to do these podcasts with you as, I'd love to do it. Just hang out. It's always a, a good fun, right? Just yeah. talk some shit and, um, and drink some beer. Rich, the thing made a noise again. I think this maybe cameras fucked or something. Oh, this one cards fall on this one, but this one's going, that one's going. Yeah. Okay, so we'll wrap it up. So, guys, uh, where can everybody follow Nathan Does Beer online? So, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Nathan Does Beer, and on the BOS blog. Damn right. Um, so, guys, if you enjoyed the episode, smash a thumbs up, hit subscribe below, hit the notification bell. 
Ding! So you know where the new new draws. Follow us on social media at BOS Podcast and check out the long form audio so you can hear extraordinarily attractive gentlemen like Uncle Nathan right here talk about craft beer and other controversial things on the podcast. That is it, y'all. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you in the next video. And as always, get, get it in, in ya! Yeah.